What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I am joined by Reinhardt. What's up? Not much. What's going on, everybody? Not much. Also joining us this evening, up from the dungeon, still taking notes, Brognak. What's happening? Hey, bringing as much of the dungeon up with me as I can tonight. All right, on. Um, I have joining me this evening on the floor over here is uh, my old black lab who has now uh, she's got arthritis but also uh, injured one of her knees and so now she's like moaning and grumbly all the time sounds like we have uh, um, some sort of a bridge troll living under my bed I was gonna say sounds like the most disappointing D&D campaign boss yeah well there's a lot of hmm hmm but actually, but actually, <laughs> when you take down half the health, then they transform. Ooh. That's when the real fight starts. Yeah. Well, we always said she's a chimera anyways. She is like part seal, part bear, part dog. That's slightly... Wait, seal? Are we talking about like the, the leopard seals that actually like hunt penguins? <laughs> like a big sea lion. Like if, if you... If you you'd have, you've seen... Have you seen my? I line? can imagine it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In, oh wait, wait. So like San Francisco sea lion. Yeah, like a big sea lion oh, okay. and a big brown bear, and then a little bit of black lab sprinkled in there. <laughs> She's just a big barrel of black lab. So, yeah, I hear. You. I've always kind of thought of house cats as a mix between like a rabbit and a monkey. A rabbit and a monkey. Yeah. That is an interesting chimera, but. I don't know. We already have big cats. So house cat is just a small big cat, but it's an interesting concept though. Sure. The rabbit if evolution was re- was real. Then you would just have like just the domestic cats, right? They wouldn't still be wild cats. Um, yeah, I just don't, how did everything evolve to be smaller and more gay? You know what I mean? Um, Survival is a fittest. That's probably Japanese people. Right. Survival of the fittest. How, so explain pandas, right? Uh, so explain Ex- pandas explain evolution homos. guy what, what reinhardt explain homos of all species i'm right we're come on we're doing we're doing animals first let's do actual animals okay all right all right well, but but like seriously if if evolution why or how panda true <laughs> yeah. but also i raise you dolphin right but yeah how a dolphin like you know what i mean from well they just rape each other well, yeah I, i'm not even talking about like that but like how do you how do you end up the survival of the fittest if evolution is the thing you're not getting the concept reinhardt is what i'm saying well if evolution is guess, real how does survival of the fittest produce a panda you know what i mean how does survival of the fittest produce a sloth well what's what's how is a sloth the fittest, fittest? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull a Bill Clinton. What is your survival of fittest? Okay, survival of the fittest is something that could, <clears throat> like, for, through like millions of years of evolutionary changes, surviving predatorial changes, that kind of stuff. These things, like pandas, apparently live in jungles with tigers, right? I mean, well, yeah, ta- after millions and millions of years, everything should be an apex predator. At that which point, is just completely against evolution to begin with. That's what I'm saying. There shouldn't be a lot of prey animals left unless they are, unless they just re- breed ridiculously. Right. 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 So, so is fitness survival? 
Are we talking like get swole or yeah? No, no, because that's not really fitness. Like <laughs> if because talking about like, fitness whole pizza in my mouth right now. Are we, are we talking about like getting hillbilly swole? Like, well, hillbilly we've had swole? like whole like swole nations and like the Spartans and stuff. They're not around anymore. There's no more Romans. But like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Where are the Romans? You're fucking looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a line from the Sopranos. That's Sopranos. Well, no, that's you know what I'm saying. The 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 Carthaginians, the Carthaginians, the original, the 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 Phoenicians, uh, Reinhardt of the 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 Carthaginians. Yeah, the original Marines and all that. The Phoenicians. Oh man. Speaking of pronunciations, uh, real quick before I forget, I I gotta interrupt you, Grognak. I'm sorry. Um, somebody got mad at um at Martin. Lady Key's pronunciation of Perseus. He's he's British. Well, he said he said Theseus. I don't believe he said oh, Theseus. Oh, yeah, it, he did say Theseus. Oh, it, he did. It is Perseus. Oh, he yes. did say Theseus. I he thought did. he said. Per, uh, I thought he said it funky, and that's just. Oh, never no, mind. He, he said Theseus. Oh, he did. All right, never mind. I, I apologize yeah. for. Never mind then. He yeah, did. That guy and was I sick. locked that. I locked that away in my in my memory bank forever. <sighs> he said Theseus. <laughs> he wasn't feeling well. Okay. He's British. They get a pass on pronunciation. Anyway. He's Welsh. Okay, Welsh. Even worse. He's a Briton. He's, a, he's the original British. The original Briton. Brighton, right? Those are the Brit- bright people. I don't know. As Oh man. Well, if you Rognac, if you listen me. to the legend of King Hala or Hela as well, yeah, the the original Brits were the spiritual founders of the giant fair folk spiritual founders of of uh what would become britain hmm interesting so martin's got that fair folk dna groovy <laughs> yeah that was that was a fun time you guys that was fun shame what happened with his audio but um definitely go check out the episode we did with martin Ledeke, flat earth british uh we did not talk about flat earth very much um, we tend not to anymore on the show, really. You know? Yeah, once you once you get to a point, it's like you're not well, going to argue. You're not going to argue certain things that you just you know to be true as a concept, and you don't have to argue all the little details here and there with every single person that decides. Hey, I'm going to argue when my paradigm needs to be shifted. Right. It's just not worth your time when you're raising a family and doing a show and everything else. <laughs> you can believe what you want. Yeah, you can believe what you want, but like, there's no reason for us to go into it on the show, especially considering that, again, we've, we've brought this up that you're, you're talking about a red team, blue team dichotomy again. Well, we're going to smash a little of that again tonight with one of these topics. Mm-hmm. Might make some people mad. Yeah. I don't know if it'll make some people mad. I I think it'll make them interested. Why are we are we going to say somebody's a training again? Well, <laughs> is <laughs> I mean, is anybody left? <laughs> is there the, any sacred cows left to ruin? Really, the math lady meme in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Um, are aliens trans? Oh man, uh, I watched. I, I listened to quite a bit. I listened to Art Bell. It's been a long time since I listened to Coast to Coast with Art Bell. I miss Art. I do. 
everyone misses art. But when art, you know, from his home base in Manila in the Philippines, like he wasn't even in the U.S. So that that gatekeeping operation was being run from the Philippines. How did he get so much American airtime? Did not know that. Yeah. At home, that was just for his ping rate for uh, League of Legends. But he had that Dr. Lear. He had that Dr. Lear <laughs> on. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't know what to say there. I'm sorry. Uh, he had that. He had that Dr. Lear on. I don't know how long ago that show was. Um, but like so much of that stuff, I'm like, oh my god, he's just like Bob Lazar. It reminds me so much of Bob Lazar. Well, we'll get into that a little bit. Um, but before all that, you guys. <laughs> I can't believe they went and did it, dude. Like, they went and voted just like that, right in front of the diversity hire. Right in front of three diversity Right hires. in front of all... Well, Ketanji Brown-Jackson is, like, literally the diversity hire. Yeah. But... <laughs> just when you thought Clarence Thomas couldn't get any more based. <laughs> Clarence Thomas 777. That's right. I said That's it. That's his gamer tag. <laughs> Oh, you don't know who Thomas 777 is? I do. I do. Yeah. It's Clarence Thomas 777. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was the first to make that meme today. I think. Maybe not. I might have stole that from somebody in a very secret private chat who was like mad at me for stealing it from him right now. That's okay. Um, that's how we do things around here sometimes. You know, we do write 99% of our own stuff because most of our stuff comes like right off of the cuff. Because none of us actually ever have any notes. <laughs> and if you think we write down jokes, I don't know what to tell you. I don't, that, that I don't write happen. down jokes. I at least write down like page numbers and chapters and things. Well, yeah, like that but kind I'm, of stuff. I'm not but funny, like, so I just have to wait. You're like incidentally funny. Yeah. yeah. It, it. At least I'm self-aware about it. Right, right. and that's, I, have, I have no illusions. Right, which is good, which is good, you know. I wish more people had your level of self-awareness, to be honest. Do not pump my ego. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, it, even at your minimal level that you have, I wish that more people had that, at least. You know what I'm saying? Wow, the backhanded compliment. <laughs> <laughs> that was the point. You're like, don't pump my ego. I'm like, bro, I'm not. No, don't make me. That was perfect. Yeah. Don't make me. Well done. Well <laughs> done. Thank you. That is, that is, the, that is, the, that is a well-developed dad slash foreman talent. Yeah. I'm going to go home and cry now. No, don't do that. Don't do that. We're going to make fun of so many more people. It's fine. Yeah, we really are. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like one of those things at, at work, like, you know, you don't bring feelings aren't on the tool list, right? Right. Is that true, Grognak? Um, yeah, I think my grandfather was one of the, those kind of guys who would have said that the worst thing you could say to an employee is good job. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> He's one of those kind of asshole bosses. All right, listen. I mean, no, you, wow. you got to give the attaboys. I, I, no, I, I, as a foreman, I like to give. You know, as a, as the boss, I like to give the attaboys. I do. I'm, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm being I'm, a little overdramatic, right? I'll, I'll throw, no, but I'll your throw grandfather out there. No, but your grandfather's got to be like, like actual old school, old school, right? I was oh, raised. Yeah, like, dude, their generation was not the generation where you fucked around and found out. You just wouldn't. You wouldn't fuck around, right? 
You found no out way. right away. You found you out would, right you, away. You already knew it would happen. You <laughs> saw it happen to your cousin. You disaster sore for a week. <laughs> or your or your cousin died and you found out real quick. Right. That's that's why they had like eleven kids. Right. That's what happened back then. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we, yeah, we used to have twelve. We're down to nine. <laughs> oh boy. Wow. Oh, I did the nine eleven thing. Oops. Ooh. Spoopy. Nine eleven chill. Spoopy. Um Reminder that the Illuminati actually runs our show. I mean, they run everybody's. Are yeah. they hiring? They need some better writers. They do, because I've seen the stuff that's out there. It's terrible. So, anyways, back to the back to the diversity hires uh, and Clarence Thomas seven seven seven. They have struck down affirmative action for colleges. Is it affirmative action in general or just for college? No, it's just for uh, college it's college admissions. Applications. College admissions, mm-hmm. okay. Which is which is why it was such a big stink with uh, the Ivy League colleges, and they were like Harvard and Yale, were, and especially Harvard was like, hell no, we are still listen. Proving how anti-white Harvard is, <laughs> they're like, you got to be kidding me. No, we're we're totally not doing this. We're still we're we're still going to discriminate against whites and Asians. Yeah, and literally every single one of those Ivy League schools was started as like a church university <laughs> right and, and let's not forget like this is the reason well i mean the ivy league is like are you kidding me we're not gonna make it so white people graduate from here how else are we gonna like you know fill our system of oppressive government you know via the fbi the cia the doj the irs you know government officials senators you know they all go to yale harvard princeton columbia yeah, how, how yeah. else are we gonna build the entire like star wars senate how would people and blacks and right well there's <laughs> definitely there's that <laughs> that reminds me of i don't remember what which which star trek it was we're in the we're in the movie theater and there's this one scene where like the inter- intergalactic uh senate is getting out right and it's like they're all walking across this thing and there's this one blue guy and i was just like don't try the fish <laughs> and the whole movie theater went like lost their shit <laughs> This is in like ninety seven or ninety eight. This is when Good I was Lord. Yeah. I was I was much younger then. But anyway, that was the only time I went and saw Star Wars Star Trek, excuse me, in the theater. And it was because my buddy made me go on a double date. Those remember, that's that's a bro move. Remember dates? Like when you used to like do that kind of you used to have to do that stuff for your bros oh back in the days occasionally, you know? When the girl yeah. was like she was a good girl and she wanted to make sure that you were a nice guy, so she brought her referee friend with her <laughs> yep i re- i remember doing that yeah youth group double dates yep oof yeah man or group dates group dates group dates yeah group oh, dates Royce. uh we had um at bob jones in uh, high school we had what was called the dating outing where you would uh a girl uh, would ask a guy out it was a uh, like a sadie or maybe it was just a sadie hawkins thing but they had it yeah i'm I'm, conf- I'm conflating two events there was a dating outing and then there was the sadie hawkins dating thing where the girls would ask the guys um but on the dating outing you were allowed because like at school you weren't allowed any sort of physical contact whatsoever it was like super christian ultra ultra zionist right-wing christian conservative school bob jones right yeah um you better look at those footnotes run by jews and people who have a lot of IANs at the end of their name. A lot of there was a lot of Armenian professors there. It was interesting, but uh, yeah, you weren't allowed to touch. You know, no holding hands, none of that stuff. But on the dating outing, you could hold hands. I remember that. 
Man, that was like, you know, now girls have OnlyFans. I was going to say, that's that's where the slippery slope started. Right? The slippery Zionist slope started, at, the slippery <laughs> slope started by allowing, by allowing, by breaking the six inch rule on the dance floor. Remember that where you were supposed to, like when you were dancing and slow dancing with a girl, you had to be like certain distance away. Yep. Yep. You know, that, that's one thing throughout all the hidden history. And I, I know we'll get back on topic here in a minute throughout all the hidden history stuff that we talk about. I'm pretty sure dating, courting, all that kind of stuff. Rules have always been in place. There's always been a separation and there's always been the other side. What now we are living on is literally the slippery slope yeah there's always been that separately but you know courting dating marriage whatever has always been its own thing with its own set of rules that did make its way through centuries Mm -hmm. and now the two just melded and well one just completely went out the window yeah it's out the window now now it's it's just it's gone it's tinder no name hookups in the dark and play you know in public and you know, and you can't know people if, if somebody is the one unless they give you your well, give you their butt or something. No, you have people out there with body counts in the triple digits and stuff now, and it's ridiculous. And the fact that the the fact that the word body count is even a thing, it's horrible, mm-hmm. absolutely horrible. And you see, actually, you see it on people's faces. I so I did the worst thing ever, and I Would downloaded go on Reddit TikTok. Oh, you do whoosh. I, I hadn't even TikTok put that for, in the realm. Are you kidding? Are you trying to get fired right here on the show? <laughs> I downloaded TikTok <laughs> for, for one day so I could find an account to download one video. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were looking for on one specific video? Yes. Yeah. I was looking for one specific video that I couldn't Likely find anywhere story. else. Um, it was a Rob Skiba video of oh. him talking about the COVID vax like three years before the COVID vax came out. Oh, and oh, I've heard of this video. Yes. I was trying to find it, and I did. And thank God it's favorited now. And um, the the minute I opened the app, I made an account, opened the app, it started adding all of my phone contacts. And I've had the same iPhone for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. It showed me people that I knew right after high school, in high school, and it's it's going through all of their profiles, and every single one of the females, there's halfway house people, people who just got a re got out of rehab, people with a half black child who are single mothers. Um, you know, all of these people are just. I mean, it's porn. I I I knew it was true, but oh my god, it's horrible. I I can't even put into words how bad it is. Well, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's horrible. So affirmative action. Yeah, affirmative action. Well, um, I mean, how how else are they going? How else are they going to continue to fill the spots in the oppressive system of government that rules over us if they can't put their affirmative action people into places of um, you know via the Ivy League schools. That's how you. That's where you get your elites. Your elites come through the Ivy League. These fake elites, right? These, these, the the intelli- intelligentsia. These fa- these pseudo intelligentsia. These these uh, your CIA agents, your FBI, your IRS agents, your um, your people that end up in government. You know, your your senators, your 
your House of Representatives, your mayors and governors, you know, they all went to Yale, Princeton, Columbia. And if you'll notice, a lot more of them getting darker and darker. And don't forget that the misrepresentation of uh, minorities in this, these colleges is ridiculous because of affirmative action. Well, just because Shaniqua got into Harvard does not mean she's going to be a part of Skull and Bones. No, because she would have to go to Yale. True. True. <laughs> There's that. But also... There, there is that. Touche. <laughs> yeah. But also... Even as far no, as Yale goes. Well, no. Uh, you, you, I get what you're saying. Like, no, there is still these small, you know, one half of one half of one percent or whatever it is of these waspy... Uh, quote, actual elites, whatever, whoever they are, they get into Skull and Bones. I don't know if Skull and Bones is still a thing, if they're still recruiting out of Yale, if they're still doing the 322 thing there through Yale. I don't know that. I don't know if Quill and Dagger is still doing that. I believe it's in Princeton. Um, I, I don't I don't know if those secret societies are still doing that or if that is even a real thing, if that was just a... It probably is, and I don't know if that's a... Um, if it's gone underground or if they've stopped doing it, who knows? Who knows with what's going on with the diversity in those schools if they just decided that, fuck it, I'm not anymore, right? Right. Do you remember? No, but- do you guys remember the movie PCU with David Spade and Jeremy Piven? John, yes. John Favreau was in it, right? And David Spade played the guy, the wasp from the Mayflower. Uh, they were like the Mayflower Society, right? And they were, like, they were like, you know, it was a ship. Apparently your ancestors didn't come over on it. <laughs> like it was supposed right. to be like the skull and bones and they had like the secret knock and the the and their thing was underneath the church and blah 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 right remember that right it was yeah. it was telling on themselves without telling on themselves right 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 and and they do it again in movies and stuff so you know right. i'm not sure that that, that was 90s that movie was the 90s so i don't i don't know if that was you know cuz bush Bush did the, the very famous interview because him and Carrie were running against each other and it was just very famously put out there that both of them were members of Skull and Bones. And when asked about it, I don't remember the fat nerd that asked him the questions. With a, with a, he's like, yes, that sounds we can talk about. He's like, that's a... And George Bush says, it's so secret we can't talk about it. <laughs> right. Like like making, you know, making a joke out, saying it's so secret we can't talk about it. Like saying openly... You know, it's a secret society that we can't talk about. But but we hear oh, about if the American ritual. people knew what we did, they would hang us in the streets. <laughs> right, <laughs> that right. So that, funny. That's Bush Senior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's yeah, it's that attitude that they've had with this for so long. Um, and this uh, this coupled with uh, this decision goes with also the Supreme Court decision to strike down Biden's uh, student loan forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Oh and, yeah, and he said, "Fuck your student loans." Yeah, he. I mean, they they said that, and Biden goes, "Well, okay, uh, we're just not going to give any penalties for anybody who doesn't pay." Hmm. Which is like, all right then. Wait a minute. <laughs> there, there's still going to be penalties because you know banks. Right, banks. The banks that loaned it to you, but if it's government loans. Um. Hmm. Also, also, somehow the Supreme Court ruled that businesses can actually refuse service to homos. So, Supreme Court's had a interesting week. Pretty interesting week, and you don't have to bake the cake. You don't have to bake the cake. I don't like baking cakes anyway. 
Yo, somebody just posted a picture. It says, fuck Nelson Mandela. The truth is out there. And it's a picture of a Fruit of the Loom printed logo tag on the inside of a t-shirt. And it's got the cornucopia. It's an Where? old one. It's, uh, it's on Twitter. It's actually on, it's actually on uh, Telegram. I'm going to forward it. Yeah, send it to chat. me. I'm going to forward it to the prep chat right now. All right. Um, I remember that. Yep. Exactly. Yep. I remember. Dude, I remember the cornucopia because I remember the commercials with the guys walking out of the cornucopia. The guys in the, I do in, too. In the fruit suits. Thank you. Yeah. That is that is one yeah. that's got me spinning. That's one. Um, that one. You guys already know that one and um, the Silence of the Lambs. Like, there's too much. There is too much residue and evidence for people. You know, with that one, with the uh, Hello Clarys. There's too many. Too many. Too many people would have to. Would would have to be fucking this up, getting it wrong, including the guy who said it, right? For it to be that, but yeah, I, yeah it's the same thing with this. It's it's the cornucopia. I remember, I remember the commercials when I was a kid. I remember them walking out of the cornucopia, and there was the apple and the grapes and the whatever the heck there was a banana. I think I don't know what there was for Frognak. Do you remember this too? Are we? All yeah, I, I definitely Brandon? remember the cornucopias. I okay. had that's what I wore as a little kid. Okay, all right. My, my undies. Yeah, wasn't yeah, wasn't was underoos made by Fruit of the Loom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So yes, sorry, because I had I had hella underoos, dude. I had all the underoos when I was a kid. No, am I the only one that had underoos? Uh, under underoos, underoos. Yeah, they were they were. I had some. You don't remember yeah. those? I had like Batman, and I had that was see when I was a little kid, I was into superhero stuff. Oh, was this the full PJ set? Is that what you mean? No, it was it like a t shirt and a pair of underwear? It was like an under. It was an it was an under set. Yeah, look it up. No. Google that shit, dude. I had like the the pajama set that like made you look like Pee Wee Herman, Ninja Turtles, and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. Footies, remember footies? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Now adults wear them. <laughs> yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, feedy PJs. I, I know everybody knows feedy PJs, bro. But check the prep chat. Check the prep chat, Grognak. There you go, and click that link, and you'll and you'll know what I'm talking about. So, uh, getting back to getting back to the underworld. <laughs> How do we get way the hell into we're in underoos? After after all the way around, we take underwear underworld. back into underoos. Yes. Um. Well, we we talked a bit about uh, a bit about dragons this past week with Martin, and a lot of this stuff with dragons comes from uh, the underworld, right? And we we've, we've done an episode on the underworld. Already this this season, or was that last season? Was that no, last season? That was that was this season. It was. We did a live stream okay. uh, with entrances to the underworld. Yes, entrances to the underworld. Yes, portals and stuff. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. But tonight we're going to actually talk about things that go on deeper down under in the underworld, possibly, and uh, things that are that are down there, uh, people that are down there, civilizations, possibly. Um, what does this have to do with the shape of the earth? Um, what does this have to do with aliens? What does this have to do? What does this have to do with the whole concept of outer space? So. Yeah, really, it, it hits so many boxes that we've talked about over the years. And I know we, we don't like debating and doing the flat earth stuff uh, at this point because it's a foregone conclusion that we are not on the NASA blue marble. We're not right. sitting on the, the NASA blue marble. We're not, we're not on a spinning space testicle. No. 
Right. No. With all the six sixes, not happening. Like no matter what you think about space travel, like the underworld is still a topic. You know. I mean, H.G. Wells used to promote the cosmos in a heliocentric manner, but that's the first time I ever heard of anything going on underground was journey to the center of the earth. Sure. Same. Um, yeah. Pellucidar by Edgar Rice Burroughs. Oh yeah. And Tarzan, Tarzan crossed over with that. I had an awesome copy of that book when I was really young that had like the text on the right hand side and a, and an illustration for that one page on every single page. It was really neat. Oh, that is cool. Been like an 800 page book. It was big. Yeah. It was a very thick hardcover book. Yeah, oh man, cool. that's cool. Shame. I was a big awesome. reader. I was too. And I was still am. I mean, as much as I can. Yeah. I, you know, my, um, my wife, she, she just finished teaching summer school and a kid left a brand new, like this year released Kindle paperweight in her classroom, just never picked it up. So I reformed it, reformatted that thing and loaded all my PDFs. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean he never picked it up? It was his from the school? It was No, it was his that he brought to the school, never picked it up after like two months. It, like notified parents and stuff, nobody said anything? Yep, nobody said a word. Yep. So it's gone. <laughs> Rich kids. It passed, yep, it passed the statute of limitations. Oh yeah, this is like one of the richest counties in America. So... I know, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 That'll happen. That'll happen, dude. Yeah. Um, You'll have that with those rich kids. Mm, mm. But hey, that's, that's my benefit. Nice. How I, big is the screen? Uh, it's about, what? let's see. I've got an iPhone X, so it's about three inches bigger than an iPhone X. Oh, okay. So it's the, like the, the eight by four and a half or whatever. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, that's cool. It's, it's small. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like a large book page. Yeah. Yeah, like a medium sized paperback book page, actually. Is what it, 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 it is off. perfect to read off of. Um, nice. Yeah. That's what I'm actually reading the one of the books that we're talking about tonight off of. Nice. I need to get my iPad has been commandeered um as the road trip assistance device. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that you know how that goes. <laughs> That'll happen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then, so I don't have that anymore. So I need I need some sort nice. of a reader because my phone is an iPhone eight. You know how that goes; it's so small. But I'm, yeah, I refuse to get. Does. I know people are like they're like, "What are you gay?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" They're like your your phone is so small. Why don't you upgrade your phone? I was like, "Because I have buttons on my phone that I can use, and I feel like I have some sort of control over my life if I still have buttons that I can physically manipulate with my fingers." Yeah, because my phone will shut down randomly, and I don't have a home button, so I just have to keep like hitting the the power and volume up buttons until something happens. Right. So there. Yeah, that's. I don't. I don't know. My wife got. What do you have? A thirteen? No, an X. Okay, my wife ended up with a new thirteen because her phone shit the bed completely while I was out of town. I was like, no, don't go. And she went and got a new one anyway. So I was like, I can, we can get it fixed. No, we can't get it fixed. So she went, well, I wasn't looking, got a new one. And now she has Fix this. you, I mean it. I mean, it's got all the bells and with 87 cameras on the back of it. I'm like, uh, it doesn't take any, the pictures don't look much different than any of the other pictures that I get sent via text. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. But it doesn't have any buttons on it. Like, how do you do stuff on your phone? Anyways, get back to the back to the story. Um, the underworld. And well, you said that the cosmos doesn't necessarily, you know, dictate, uh, or the, the shape of the earth doesn't necessarily dictate the cosmos. What did you say, Grognak? Because of uh, well, Arthur C. Clarke, you, you can be a globetard and, and still enjoy this. No, I, was, I mean, I was just talking about H.G. Wells. Oh, I don't know how you can be a globetard and and enjoy enjoy life. And, well, yeah, enjoy breathe hollow. Air. How do you breathe air? Enjoy hollow or layer cake earth at all if you're a globetard. <laughs> well, I don't believe. I don't like the whole unless our unless our earth is much bigger than they say it is i just don't like how tiny is this sun in the center of this thing with this universe inside of the earth you know what i mean well, well okay oh, I, go I, ahead. I, to me it makes more sense that this is sort of a layered structure as a a, a layered flat structure as opposed to a ball with a center. Like it's, what is it? A fucking gobstopper, you know, with layers and stuff. Well, I would, yeah, I don't, I don't know what Reinhardt was going to say, but I was just going to mention that we've supposedly been further into space than into the, the ground, which I don't even believe either of those things. I don't think we've been into space at all. Right. No. I think we've, we've probably been further underground than they tell us, just not officially. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously they've been as deep as however deep these civilizations that they that they um, are in contact with down there. I I am the more I you know research this, the more I we talk about this, the more it makes sense. When we when we've talked about stuff like the Hopi Indians and all these other ancient civilizations that talked about not just the ant people, but uh, people from underground, people from inside the earth. Right, uh, and a lot of the creation stories come from stories of people from coming from outside or from inside the earth. You know, of course, sometimes from the sky. A lot of most times from the sky, but there are there is almost always an ancient story of somebody coming from or going to inside the earth. Right, right. Well, and I I don't believe the two are mutually exclusive either. I was about to say I, I don't think you you can be a globe enjoyer. And enjoy this show, but sure if you, you believe that there's there's a firmament over the top, the surface, and then there's the abzu, the abyss, hell, whatever you want to call it, um, underneath, completing that globe, and there's things inside. There's you know the surface on top. Okay, and so the, you're, so you know, you're, there's I see what different you're dimension and caverns inside. I see what you're doing. So you're doing like half globe Earth, but half bottom is abyss. Still flat I mean, sure. concept. Sure. Still flat yeah. concept. Okay. But we're not. We're definitely not hanging in space, going six hundred sixty-six thousand miles at a no, time. No, none whatever. of that is. None of that is happening, and we no. still. We none of that is happening. None of that happening. The stars uh, don't exhibit parallax. Coriolis doesn't exist. None of that stuff happens. No. So stop it. No, but, nothing is moving. Nothing is moving. Those those rock structures that those hippies. You always see those those gifs or like those fourteen second videos where there's like a, a rock structure in in the uh in like a stream and it's like this strange array where they pile them up on top of each other in some sort of uh fashion that's like almost seems physically impossible but the only way it could be possible is if everything was perfectly still totally proves a glober totally disproves motion you know um a perfectly flat surface on a on a lake 
with a with a reflection of the mountain. You know those those perfect like mirror image fic- pictures of right. that, like perfectly still water that just disproves motion completely. Because if we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour and the air is spinning at a thousand miles an hour, it's the water is moving at a thousand miles an hour. If you've ever driven. You're, when if you've ever driven with a lot of liquid, like to say you got a lot of those five gallon jugs in the back of your car, you're, you're, you know you're, you're getting some water, stocking up on some water or whatever. When you're driving, that water's sloshing around, right? And, and you're driving 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 miles an hour, and that water's sloshing around in those in those jugs, right? Imagine what would happen at a thousand miles an hour. Right. I mean, really. <laughs> There's no motion, dude. There's no motion, okay? And if there's no motion, that disproves your ball. Well, and and most ancient cultures have the same idea, right? Yes. Everything from yes. the the Hebrews, and I'm not, not talking about Jews, Hebrews, Amorites, Sumerians, everybody, all the way up until, you know, pre-cataclysm, yeah. have the same cosmology. The Chinese say. have the same cosmology. They're... Their characters, their very language, actually dictates what their cosmology was at the very beginning, and that is an enclosed system ruled from above with an abyss below. Right, and there's always an abyss below, an underworld, mm-hmm. some sort of nether, Nephilim, Nephilim, um, whatever the name, Sheol. Uh, where was where was the river Styx with Charon? Where is that? That's just the underworld. Charon. Charon. Right? Charon was, yeah, the boatman. Charon was the boatman across the river Styx, and that is in just, what do they call that? The underworld, right? To, yeah, the underworld. What did yeah. the Egyptians call it? Uh, that would have been, oh, geez. That's one of those that, now that you say it. Um, but anyways, you know what I mean? They, Every- they, call it a, they call it a gate. So there's a, I think it's the gate to Sikar. Sikar. Okay. The kingdom so, yeah. of Sikar, right? Uh, it's, it's, well, it's the Duat. Um, the Duat is the, the spiritual realm that you would go to in your, you could go to in your dreams, but the Duat yeah. was the, the over encompassing realm well, whether, of that underworld. It, it seems like whether they called it the River Styx or a, a particular gateway you have to go through, mm. it seems like they're acknowledging that there's like a, like a passing point to get to yeah they're acknowledging to get from one place they're, to another right it's a, it's like acknowledging a, it's the like a physical or metaphysical pathway to get to this place hmm. exactly yeah again like whether you, you they said you know they either manifested in a dream or it's some sort of a reality thing you know yeah it's it's kind of interesting how it seems to be and this aligns this is what i believe about hell is you know, it's below us. It's a physical place, but it's also metaphysical. So it's both. Like we always talk about column A, column B, a little bit of both. Um, yeah. If you wanted to keep the upper crusty people away from your underground society, you'd probably tell them a lot of scary stories, right? Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> and, I, you know, I wish I remembered where I heard this from. I'm, I'm going to try to find out. But it stuck with me when I read that the term hero actually means someone who went into the underworld and then came back up and returned. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, like, uh, like in the Iliad. Like well, that. that goes, that goes right in line with the chaos comp. Dante's in front of Yeah. 
Dante's Inferno. Um, oh, who is it that went down for Eurydice? Um, Orpheus. Orpheus. There's also, I mean, yeah. The, so those are uh, technically the, heroes. Yeah, I, yeah. I gotta the, find out where Marduk, I Marduk, and and the dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Horus and well, I could be getting it wrong. And they make they Horus make a point set. to say that they don't die and then and, and then come yes, back as Horus spirits. They go yeah, they, down there. They go down to the underworld. Mortals. They fight their battle. They come back and they are now a hero. Right. And there's always mortal. and there's always a serpent connection as well with the underworld. Always. Um, is it every episode? Yeah. yeah. There's always a serpent that is introduced at some point with chaos, a chaos serpent in the underworld or at least in the abyss of the oceans of this realm that lives at the bottom of this realm and kind of goes between the two. This is, this seems like a good point to, to point out. There is a difference between the abyss in the sky and the abyss down below us too, because this term is used likewise for both. Right. Because they both signify in, um, you know, large, uh, chasm of you know possibly nothingness or you know uh, you know yes. extremely deep depths. When it comes to astronomy, uh, ancient astronomers referred to this as the uh, the Cygnus Rift. This is the, the Abzu, and uh, you know when they thought some of these gods came from the stars, they they figured that's where they came from, whether or not they Abzu. came from underground or not. Yeah, yeah. Um. Bagul, you ever hear that star? Gabagool. Gabagool? Yeah, I heard Gabagool. Bagul, I believe. We'll get the Gabagool. Italian. Italian fallen angels. Yeah, I was going to say Italian fallen angels come down. Spaghetti falls from the sky. Right. Planetary bodies come through. The Romans are right fucking here, right? Literal quadri with the chance of meatballs. Oh my God. pie in the sky. <laughs> that movie is so weird. Oh, I wonder what kind of revelation of the method they're trying to tell us there. Yeah, I mean, other than other than like you know bioengineered food. Well, yeah, they had some fun food well, puns in there, though. Well, oh, yes, as far as revelation of the method stuff, I've been going through HG Wells' works. I loved him as a kid, so I was like, hey, let's let's check it out again now. And he's got so many stories. He gets into things like New World Order type stuff, like later on, you know, he gets very like, this is how society should run if I was in charge. Like all these kind of weird books like that. Right. But it ended up, that's how it is. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> he did uh, The Time Machine. Remember Time Machine? Right. I remember Time Machine. I've read oh, it a yeah. couple times. You remember what it was really about besides The Time Machine? Because like he gets in it and just goes to basically one place in the book. Like, Really, yeah. He goes, fa- he's full, goes forward and fast forward, but there's really only one setting in the book where he's in this like hyper futuristic place, supposedly. Mm-hmm. But you have this the what they call them the was it? You said slee stacks last episode, so that's what I want to say. <laughs> They're called the, the, Morlocks. the Morlocks. Morlocks. Yeah, the Morlocks. Morlocks. Yeah, the slee stacks were the slee stacks for from Land of the Lost. Yeah, so they yeah. They, they showed it there too. But right. then in in the book, anyways, they have like basically normal people who just like are like, you know, total poo brains, don't know much about anything. They just live in the forest like children. And like the underworld people like feed them and clothe them, but then they also like 
eat them. <laughs> so like yeah. they come up when it gets dark. They yeah. can't go in the daylight. Right. So like he's got this thing that matches all this lore about like um you know, this other underground race that can't well, really deal with being in sunlight. They're always telling us about stuff like that too. There's the movie A Boy and His Dog with Don Johnson where it was a mud flood yeah. scenario, but the people that were living underground had lived underground for so long that they couldn't deal with the sunlight. That could be like a combo revelation of the method. Combo. Yeah. Well, and I think we should set the stage as well using, I guess, the pop culture method to Atlantis, the lost empire. That is my favorite Disney movie out there. And I think it's, you know, that's one, one of the best revelation of the method films to be put out there. And it's based on Edward Casey's, you know, a, a very theist, uh, theosophical views. Really? On what Atlantis would have been. Really? I don't think, I honestly don't think I've ever seen that one. And, that's not Seriously? one of my kids. Yeah, I don't think little. I don't think the kids ever seen it either. Oh my god, that's Dude, really annoying. That seems some, like something I should have watched a lot. It's some awesome steampunk fiction. It's really cool. It's oh wait a minute, wait a minute. Is like that the one with the? One. Is that one? With, is that the one with the hotel? Like the, like the the flying no. ships. What's that one? I mean, there's there are flying ships in it, but there's no hotel. Not a hotel, like a bar or something. No, a restaurant. Then they have like what was the? Nope. Who, who are the characters? Not in it. Who are the characters? Michael J. Fox was in it. I, I don't care about the the voice actors. What kind of characters oh. were in it? What was, the, um, what was the theme of the movie? I mean, God, Milo Thatch. He was a linguist, cartographer. Um, always wanted to find Atlantis as a kid. Un- wanted to discover lost civilizations. It was animated, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was animated, and there was like flying ships. It was, and, it was animated like, in the style of um, uh, who was the guy who wrote Hellboy? Oh, come on, and like pirates and stuff, right? There's like air pirates, right? No, no. What movie no. am I thinking of? I don't know what movie you're thinking of, but it sounds awesome. Uh, <laughs> but this one was set in 1914. <laughs> they go and they do a private expedition using military, um, like former military funds. So basically, like mercenaries. And the mercenaries end up betraying them and want to take power from Atlantis and they fail, obviously. And, mm. you know, Milo Thatch ends up being like king of Atlantis, blah, blah, blah. Fantastic film, just off the bat. Oh, this is really not the good. same movie at all. This is a completely different movie. Okay. But it's Hollow Earth, literally Hollow yes. Earth. Okay. They, no, I haven't seen this part one either. Is they go, they go down in a submarine down to the bottom of the ocean. They pass through a passage at the bottom of the ocean up into a basically like a grease trap in the earth. Um, And then they pass through a highway Mm. under the earth into what is now Atlantis, which was once on the surface, which is now inside the earth. Um, And there's this whole society, thriving society. They have crystal technology. They can fly. They have weapons. Hmm. Um, They've forgotten it because it's been like eight. 10,000 years in the film. Um, but they have all of this crystal technology. Um, mm. EMF, mm-hmm. really, is what it is. I was thinking of Treasure Planet, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Also, love Treasure Planet. Yeah, Treasure Planet was really cool. I'm like, I've seen this movie, but no, I have not seen Atlantis. I, now I have to. I have not I, we've seen a- Treasure Planet before. I have, I'm surprised I've not seen 
Atlantis. That was a 2001 movie, too. Yes. Go watch it. You'll love it. All right. I'll see you guys later. Wait. <laughs> now we're doing a show. End show. Uh, and, and scene. No. Um, back Mystery to Science Theater. Oh, Mystery Science. Dude, I love doing that it. show. And you know what makes me mad is my friends and I would do like our own version of Mystery Science Theater, but we would do it live. I did not realize until much later on that Joel Hodgson and Trace and the rest of the gang actually would watch the movie repeatedly and write jokes like like they would workshop jokes those none of those were That's none of those were, yeah none of those Aww. were off the cuff yeah it makes me mad Aww. yeah because i had you know the guy who did the jerky boys just made every phone call like one after another and just did them off the cuff like and it was like bam album out the original yeah the original jerky boys all album them, dude all of them when i found that out was it I all of them so much more respect well, it was a couple of guys it wasn't just one guy yeah it's what they were just like okay your turn and they did yeah. it until the album was done they didn't yeah. like you know, call someone for permission, like fucking crank it. No, an album took it took you like thirty six minutes to listen to the album. It took them about forty five minutes to to record. Make it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's hilarious, and I I, I think it's hilarious that uh, what's his name there, Jimmy Kimmel and uh, Adam Carolla tried to steal it and do Crank Anchors, which was like yeah, which was it wasn't garbage. terrible. Well, it was garbage, but it wasn't terrible. But it was, it, I don't know. I, at the time, I thought it was semi-amusing, like the whole concept. But like, if they stole their, again, you know, they just they would just take concept. These Jews can never make their own stuff, you know. All, all original, all like real original stuff is hilarious. Then Jews will just take it and recycle it a, a bazillion times. You ever see? Speaking of recycled, you ever see the thing? Uh, it's this video where it's like, oh, I've now that I've seen this, my whole entire childhood is sus. And it's <clears throat> all the Disney scenes that are the literally the same exact scene, just different characters. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Where it's like Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh, and then it's the exact same scene, but it's Mowgli and Baloo, right? And it's oh, yeah, yeah. like, how did they manage to do that in the 60s, hand drawing exactly the exact same thing it's not like they sort of did it the same no they did it the exact same scene it's like, like were movement they for movement movement for movement line for line every drawing was these were hand supposedly hand drawn back then in the 50s and the 60s so it's just like absolutely crazy to me because it's it's so perfect even the backgrounds are done i can see reusing the backgrounds they, like changed the they backgrounds couldn't just do like control c control v they couldn't do that. There wasn't that back then, or was no. there? Mm-hmm. Or was there? Right. Are we are we really getting into that now? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, you, only, you know. Well, like okay. The, so if the underworld, so like in HG Wells, the underworld was literally making all the clothes and stuff. What if mm-hmm. the Chinese don't really have all these factories and they're really underground? What if there really <sighs> is possible. like four point five bil- billion people on Earth, but they're all just underground? I don't believe there's 4.5 billion people on Earth. I don't buy that. Well, well what if they're below us? 4.5 or 8? What if they're telling us? There's 8. That's right. Yeah. It's 4.5 billion like brown people. What? Or whatever. Yeah. See, see how much I disregard that number? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember. It's, it's, like, it's, like, the American, it's like the American debt. It's like, like a like, true know. villain. I don't even know how many people there are. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, you know, it's funny you, it's funny you mentioned that. There was a guy in the early 1900s who lived in Russia around the time of the Bolshevik Revolution. Mm-hmm. He supported the whites, but he he went on the run after the whites obviously lost, and he spent a lot of time in Mongolia, northern China, what we call northern China, um, 
today, and he told a tale that there was actually an underground empire underneath China, all of Asia, that was ruled by an emperor. So if anybody knows anything about Chinese history here, in the ancient days, the most ancient of days, they had emperors like the Yellow Emperor, the you know White Emperor, Gold Emperor, whatever. Um, they had descriptive, very descriptive names. And their eras lasted for a very long time. And during some of these times, they actually ruled from the surface as well as underground. Hmm. And as far as modern history goes, modern probably being about what? Since the flood, so let's say 3,500, 4,000 years, um, the main empire, the main power has been underground and they call it Agarti. Agartha. Agartha, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's the it's the Asian version, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, uh, well, I mean everybody, you know, talks about the the civilizations underground, you know, different we we have domes. Shambhala. Shambhala, yeah, Shambhala and Yeah, that is, yeah. that's that's one that persists is that there were and and people who are into like Enochian study and everything mm-hmm. uh will understand that um as far as occult belief goes, there are six or seven, I think seven major vaults of knowledge inside the earth that Enoch supposedly built. And the main one, the capital is Agartha, Shambhala, which is under Lhasa, Tibet. Shambhala. Apparently, according to somebody who visited, was like 70 miles underneath yes. the mountains. It's a city, is- yeah, it's a city uh, mentioned in the Puranas. Um it's supposed to be uh it's yeah, it's supposed to be under underground like hold on King King I can't pronounce this name. Manu Jitrushi M A N J U M A N J U S R K R K I R T I. A lot of a lot of a lot of consonants in a row there. Manju. Manjuski. Uh, he ruled over three hundred. Charlie now. He ruled over three hundred thousand people uh, from underground. Some of whom worshipped the sun, and he converted. He had to convert them to uh, whatever the hell his. I don't know. They, there's. Let me read. He said to have expelled twenty thousand people who okay who still clung to sun worship, rather than convert to Kalachakra Wheel of Time Buddhism. After realizing these are the wisest and best of his people, and how much he was in need of them, oh, so he kicked the white people out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he kicked the white people out. After a while, he's like, "Oh shit, we're eating dirt cookies." We need the white people back. After he realized how much he was in need of them, he later asked them to return, and some did. Those who did not return were have said to have set up the city of Shambhala. So the solar worshippers that did not return to help out the Buddhists were the ones who uh, founded Shambhala. That's interesting. Hmm. Uh, Blavatsky was really into the Shambhala myth. Um, she talked about it a lot. Um, 
Helena Blavatsky. Helena Blavatsky. Yes, the theosophical. I'm not familiar with her stuff. I've heard her mentioned a lot. Uh, She's the the uh, the theosophical. She which society? Um, sure. I don't know. Uh, She was a mystic. I mean, she was a mystic and an author. Looks like a dude. Looks a lot like. Man, she looks a lot like uh, a lot of men in, in <laughs> from that time. She started this theos theosophical. Why does that? Why does that sound so wrong to say theosophical society? It just sounds wrong to me for some reason. Uh, the theosophical society in 1875, and um, she was, uh, I guess. A lot of writers embraced her writings. Uh, a lot of esoteric writers were into her stuff. Um, but she she like claimed to be in contact with some uh, a great white lodge in the Himalayan of the Himalayan adepts, excuse me. Uh, and that mentions she mentions Shambhala in many different places. But that's the Himalayan um, Buddhist city underground. So then you have, I mean, in the United States, you know, it's it's well known that what is it iron mountain there or cheyenne mountain or whatever it's called there in colorado is a giant underground city yeah when did we have the time to build that weren't we in like a great depression shit when we dug into that mountain like it's a big project look dude how do you think we dug ourselves out of the depression Mm, we dug those rocks (laughs) oh right right well you know the big dig I don't think is what they say it was in Boston. Yeah. What do you think it was? Well, you know, one of my favorite game franchises is, um, fallout. Mm-hmm. And the one that's based in Boston, um, fallout four, there is a quest you have to do. That's, it's basically supposed to be like a bank robbery heist type thing. Cause you're, you're going underground and you're going to come up from somewhere else that they didn't expect, like rob them. Right. That's the whole point. Right. It's called the big dig. But the cool part about it is it's basically you're going through all these tunnels and you know, you're going through basically parts they that they built for cars to go through and you can see you start to go down into like maintenance utility tunnels and stuff. And then you if you have the eye for it that we do, you notice there's like old world brick, like millions of bricks everywhere all of a sudden. You know hmm. what I mean? You see that red brick stuff. Hmm. Like, hmm. like, why did they put all the effort into this type of underground stuff? You know, the huge arches everywhere. All that kind oh, there's, of stuff. There's got to be something under Boston. There's something under all oh, the yeah. cities, man. <clears throat> it's like San Francisco. They said San Francisco. They said San Francisco was built on a uh, on a landfill. Which okay, so who filled okay, it? Okay, that intends something was there. Yeah. So they they that's <laughs> a dump. A landfill is a dump, right? Okay. So it's yeah. a landfill. So wh- wh- who put the stuff there? Who are the people? How long ago? What kind of stuff? Apparently, it's a pirate ship, or excuse me, a Viking Phoenician ship. Um, you want to hear something funny? Uh, inspired by the Theosophical Society and uh, the lore, and after visiting several Mongol lamas, uh, is this guy is the chief Bolshevik cryptographer and um, one of the one of the chiefs of the secret of the uh, secret police, the NKVD, uh, Gleb Buki is his name, along with uh, Alexander Barchenko. They, you know what they did? You know what they did? What? They did everything they said the fucking Nazis were doing in Indiana Jones. They embarked on a quest for Shambhala, uh, an attempt to merge 
Kalachakra Tantra and Ideas of Communism in the 19... 19- oh, of course, Tantra. Yeah, they want to introduce... Oh, yeah, these yeah. guys. And they had like a whole year of missing reports. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they had all kinds of uh, expeditions into inner Asia to, retw- to, to get into Shambhala and to retrieve the inner wisdom of Shambhala. But, uh, you know, they went to Tibet. And those are the things that supposedly Himmler and the Nazis were all about. The reality is, is likely, seeing as how SJWs and commies always project uh, and always lie, that likely it was the commies that were actually doing this. I'm sure Hitler was too. Don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure Hitler was trying to find out all this area and stuff. But you can't tell me that the Soviets were not also doing the exact same thing. It's right here. This is on Wikipedia. You know, well, I mean, that, you know, that's what the I. I oh, I just admitted. I just admitted. The, I just admitted to using Wikipedia. Oh God, Johnny's busted. Oh no! Well, it's funny to because I mean, you use Wikipedia to see what the funny official narrative is. That's mm-hmm. the reason I look at it. It's just funny to be like, oh, this is this is the 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 orthodox explanation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, but, well, Shamala. Shambhala might have been the inspiration for Shangri-La. You know, everybody has heard of Shangri-La, right? It's a mythical paradise on Earth, hidden in a Tibetan valley, right? Shangri-La. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a novel in 1933 written about it by uh, James Hilton, right? But, I mean, all these, you know, all these um, myths are founded in, in, in a little bit of truth, probably, right? I think it's undoubtable, dude. No matter yeah. where you go around the world, there's some kind of mythos of the world. Oh, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Malta? The entire island of Malta is nothing but tunnels to the underworld. You know? No, Malta's just all made by giants, like completely. Yeah. It's yeah. all cyclopean. I really wish I really wish whoever it was didn't scare fucking Paul Cook off. It was that faking space guy. Paul Cook would have been a cool guy to have on the show. Hmm. He he was in Malta, remember? And uh, Faking Space was, like, doing the thing where he was, like, busting all the Jesuits out there in the truther. Ooh, excuse me. Uh, but uh, they, they busted, he busted Jack because Jack had the, uh, the uh, pinwheel the, of peace, you know, the, oh. the sun wheel. He didn't have, he, he didn't have the, I'm sorry, he didn't have the pinwheel of peace. He had the, uh, the sun of peace. I don't and think anyone knows what the fuck that means. Sonarod? Yeah, especially white nationalists. I think they have the least idea what that means of all. Yeah, and whatever. So Jack had that on like one of his otter pictures, and the guy from Faking Space was like, Jesuit! You fucking mong, you fucking mong Jesuit. Yeah. Jesuit, huh? You Jesuits or shill or whatever. I don't remember what the fuck he said. That was when I got banned from Faking Space. That was two and a half years ago. Still banned wow. from his channel. Yeah. You're not missing much. No, I'm not. I don't know. I know. He's just He's just selling his weed. His weed. He's uh, one of those guys that's always like, I'm quitting Telegram. And then, like, two days later, he's got like, five new posts. posts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like that with a lot of guys, man. A lot of guys, a lot of guys quit Telegram. They publicly quit stuff. I, I love the people that rage quit publicly. I used to do that, you know, and throw a temper tantrum and leave. Like, people give a shit. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. So, back to, back to so, the episode. I was back just going to say, I think the Royal Society is basically like a group of people who. You know, when there's something very anomalous, they try mm-hmm. to give the shitty explanation. What do you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, go, I'm, go, I'm going through um, Charles Ford's works right now. Mm-hmm. Book of the Damned. I'm going through on a, a second time. Cause Are you just listening so to it, or did you find a copy of it? I'm listening to it, which is a little annoying because they have different people that come in on different parts. Of the world. Is there no? Is there no? Is there no readable copy anywhere? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I could probably find you a PDF, but. I listen to like most things. Oh, dude, find me a PDF. That'd be awesome. Sure. 
And then, um, you know, what's cool is, I mean, oh, he talks about all these different things like falling out of the sky, basically, in the mm-hmm. middle of a clear blue sky and stuff. That, you know, um, you get like 12 feet by three miles of a strip of something that comes down in one area, you know. And like the Royal Society is always the one who comes up with the the idea of what it is like, Oh, the, the frogs were lifted up in one area by a whirlwind and, and set down in another, in another things like that. You're talking about like, so like, like when, like when a bunch of fish die or something. Well, they're, they're just always the ones that give these shitty explanations for okay. things. Like, so a, a, a really interesting was one was he was going over this. Um, he calls it the, the Amherst phenomenon. And it was basically a, a gelatinous, object that fell from the sky it was in like a bowl shaped object hmm. that had a cover like a felt like a uh, like a felter linen covering over it and it was fleshy colored like pale okay and it said it had like a chemical reaction to the atmosphere and turned bright red right? weird so he they they send all these different you know specimens to places to get them tested by people at the british royal society and he basically says they come up with something like they'll say um, that it is one thing just because it contains it. Like the, the some dust that falls from the sky is um, pollen, just because they can find pollen in it. Uh, Obviously, there's pollen, and they would have to be if it flew through the sky. But like, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like, they could say you're made up of, of arsenic because there's arsenic in you. So they're, they're practicing eliminations at all times. It says basically anything that comes out of the Royal Society is just delineated through um, this uh, well, peer-reviewed like uh, damnation process. The so, Royal like, the Society Book of the is basically like they omissions. Inf- yeah, but they, who do they influence? The Royal Society influenced what the Council on Foreign Relations over here, right? That kind of is that is that the same people, or am I in the wrong t- hierarchy? I don't know what they affect for us in America. Okay. I know over there, like, it's just considered a, I mean, that's, it, you know, that's what orthodox science goes by. Like, they'll look at what the British Royal Society came up with. That's the world's most renowned chemists. Hmm. So, I mean, if you're looking at, like, Nature Magazine or something, it's, like, incredibly old. They're, they're always going to defer to the opinions on, on those guys, which seem to be a lot of Rosicrucians and Jesuits. Oh well, yeah, you know, a lot of Jesuits and <laughs> a lot, a lot of Jesuits. Um, yeah, all like the best expeditions were headed off by Jesuits. Mm-hmm. All of them, Jesuits uh, and um, priests. You know, yeah, actual priests. Yes, so Jesuit priests. But you've got, but you've got Soviets. You know, it's not just Nazis that are out there looking for this stuff. All right, so moving moving back to moving back to uh, the underworld type stuff. So there's there's Shambhala, there's uh, Agartha, right? Agartha is that is the Hyperborean myth. Am I correct with that? The Hyperborean, yeah, that's the Hyperborean one. Um, well, uh. It's kind of well. It's kind of. It's usually con- confused with Shambhala because uh, um, Blavatsky also talked about Agartha as well. So I don't know. These could be different levels, 
right? These could be different levels of the underworld. Like Agartha and Shambhala could exist concurrently, just at different level, different layers of the cake. Or just different areas of the, the realm. I mean, it yeah, there's a that too. Yeah. Realm. Right. So. right. The yeah, Thule they, Society. They don't have to be on top of each other. They can be next to each other. Right. Sure. Yeah. It could be, it could be a situation like, you know, like, um, different continents underground. Yeah. Uh, well, the other thing is, is Blavatsky was into, was into both uh, Agartha and um, uh, Shambhala. And I, I think I was incorrect. Was Agartha's not the Hyperborean one, right? Is that Hyperborea is totally separate from Agartha. Am I, right? am I conflating things again? No, Agartha is okay. Is pretty much the, the equivalent of Hyperborea. But underground, right? At the end of the day. But underground. Right. They're... Okay. they're mirroring myths i think talking about the same general area okay so so, so. hyperborea hyperborea um <laughs> if you Hyper, hyperborea and agathe can exist in the same space okay in, in the same space but that's the uh, the guy from, from that's the guy we from, can remake hyperborea man and that's the come on uh, that's Vex, the guy from that's the guy from mind unveiled hyperborea effects effects don't carry very feelings no i wasn't doing ben shapiro that's the guy i from, know i know that's the guy from mind unveiled Hyperborea. He just says it's I so know. weird. He just says it's so weird. I don't know why. Hyper hyperborea. Well, you know, well, you know how well he does all that recording in his car. Yeah, no, he's not as bad. He's still not as bad as the trans files guy. The trans files guy. I think Dogbot had the best take on that. Trans the trans files guy records his his videos like he records his videos in a two bedroom apartment with his door open and he doesn't want his roommate to hear him next door. Yeah, you know that's uh, that's. <laughs> that's how you, how I used to do the show for a while. Do you remember Johnny when I was in the Navy barracks? <laughs> yeah, you, well, kind of talk too yeah. loud. Yeah, you wouldn't talk very loud. Yeah, you wouldn't get you in, wouldn't your, get. in your most fit posty days. Right. Oh my goodness. Well, I I got lucky that my roommate had a come and take it gigantic come and take it cannon flag and was from South Texas. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. At least you he had that the going for you. regularly. Yeah, that going for you. Okay, but, so um. Back to Agartha. So yes, Agartha sorry. was a was a kingdom, uh, a kingdom. It's a legend, you know. Nobody nobody's ever been there, or ever taken pictures and sent it back. But um, Blavatsky talked about it quite a bit because the Theosophists um, they regard Agartha as a vast complex of caves underneath Tibet, inhabited by devi, demigods called Asuras. Yeah, that's where Hitler went. Hmm. Duh. Yeah, well, these Asuras, now, now would this be like the stuff that, um, oh, what the hell's her name? Savitri Devi was, was into, maybe. She was talking about Hitler being an avatar of Kali or whatever. I still have, I still have to read all of my um, esoteric Hitlerism books. So as far as, as far as Agartha goes, it's mm-hmm. the legend wise, it's directly underneath Lhasa. So okay. if we're looking at a map of China or Tibet, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. PDF, if you have the PDF open, it's page 180. Yeah, 180. Okay. Um, directly underneath there. And this empire supposedly sprang all across Asia, like including all of like the Timurid Empire, all of Mongolian Empire, everything. What page did you say? 180? 
180 in the PDF, not the book. Yeah, in the PDF. I don't have the book. The book is my, the book is on my shelf. It's, it's, I have the PDF. Yeah, I thought yeah. I brought the I thought I brought the book with me. Yeah, it's like know. a it's like a five page delay. I think I found. Is it? Yeah, because they're doing the yeah. Front. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So uh, it's actually page 175 in the book. Yeah, the 180. Yeah. So they're mm-hmm. talking about Agarty. Yeah. Agarty. Yes. Yeah, Agartha, as we you know, what retards know it. Mm-hmm. Nick Rorish, uh, he um, he wrote a bunch of stuff on this on Shambhala uh, and talked about the king. He wrote about the king of the world and Agarthi. Uh, he was one of the. He wrote. Um, well, they were the ones that talked about the wheel of time. The uh, the Shambhalists, the Buddhists it, down there. Yes, the wheel of time, the Kalakakra. Stop saying wheel of time because you make me think of Robert Jordan. <laughs> Well, that's what's that's their religion. The wheel of time is called Kalakakra. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and Robert Jordan pulled from these religions. One hundred percent did. Um, yeah. So this uh, Rorich wrote. What are you right? Also, there is a race of people called the Chud. Just saying. The cannibalistic humanoid <laughs> yep, underground. Dwellers. The cannibalistic Chuds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting that this, uh, yeah. So all these, see the thing about um, of, of about this Shambhala is, is uh, a lot of people have tried to find it. You know, like a lot of scholars have tried to find it without success. Right underneath Afghanistan, underneath Turkestan, the modern Soviet Union, India, Gobi, De- Gobi Desert. They've all tried to find it, but uh, nobody can. Nobody's actually like in recent history led an expedition there to uh, and actually found it, but apparently they used to. Well, I think that's, it's a testament to how many entrances we have to the underworld, mm-hmm. right? We, we do have entrances to the caverns right. throughout the earth, but are we ever going to know about them? No. Just like we can't go past the, what is it? The 60th South parallel towards Antarctica. Oh, going towards whatever Antarctica is supposed to be. Yeah, whatever that is supposed to be, you're going to get blown out of the freaking water. No, right, right. we're not going to be able to go there. What if they're actually really easy to find? Actually, just play devil's advocate. What do you mean? Like, what if like the crypt in your local graveyard is not really like a bunch of bodies? It's just like a winding pathway that goes down into the underworld. Uh, maybe I mean, some if, of them. Maybe uh, you know. In, yeah. yeah, in Europe, I would believe that compared to somewhere in like West Virginia. Well, why not? We had the, we had the mound builders, baby. Actually, you know what? No, I take away West Virginia because I just listened to somebody who met a vampire in West Virginia at a burial ground. So I take that away. Mm. <laughs> it's all on the table. That's all I'm saying. Like, what if you just pop open your local, you know, your, your manhole on your street? Pop down yeah. there, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, hey, whoa, 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 whoa! Did you just assume that lids, pers- that lids, uh, gender? It's a person hole. It's a top hole. Oh no! <laughs> you know, you don't remember when they changed them? They, they, they made, they're not allowed to call them manholes anymore. That's top holes. No, they're person holes. <laughs> Did you guys ever see the episode that Martin Linky put out where he demonstrated that the top of 
the sewer covers are basically maps. It could be, it could be maps. Uh, no. It's possibly. I've seen. Uh, there's theories about all that. Like, what the heck they really are? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's. I've I've seen some theories about it, but I didn't see Martin's. I mean, so so I always thought this was interesting, right? The Pulitzer Prize. If you are not familiar with it, the guy, the Jew who won it, and they created it for him because he did such an amazing job. The story is that he went to New York and he was into taking these pictures of like you know human everyday human life whatever they call that. Mm-hmm. It's on Time Magazine and shit. People stuff. Sure. And um, he was like, wow, people in New York just throw their poop out the window. This is disgusting. And like, they don't, you have, people live in filth. And he said New York was beautiful, but it was all full of shit. And so basically his pictures and all his journalism is supposedly what led to the project that built New York's amazing sewer system that they have now. Okay. But, like, if you're building a, a huge city, like, how do you get all that, um, you know, millions of bricks down there? How do you build that big project under the city? Doesn't the sewer have to come first? Like, when you build a, a, a building, you build the foundation first. Yeah, you usually want to. It's such a, it's such a build the shitty story to explain, like, oh, so we built the sewers and they're amazing. Like, well, yeah, when you when you see layers of let's say Jericho, okay, mm, Jericho mm-hmm. and near Eastern cities that were destroyed and they have, you know, new cities built on top of them. You see layers of their sewer system built with the actual city. They're not underneath. They're only underneath if they can reuse the system that was already there. It was already existing. Otherwise they would have to build it on top and, you know, on land and and try and dig down and try and have an underground sewer system. Hmm. Yeah, we talked about New York being built over. Oh New yeah, New York. New, New York. I mean, New York. all all cities. I'm pretty sure all cities are built on top of another city. Or or I think are I think Edinburgh, dude, is like the best example. Edinburgh, Seattle, Chattanooga. Chattanooga, definitely. Oh my god, when we were there, even even being there for what twelve hours, twenty hours, it was readily apparent something happened there, and right they uh, they coordinated a huge effort, a huge geomancy effort mm-hmm. to build what is there now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it's crazy because, you know, they just built a city on top of the city just because they, they felt it might flood. So we'll just build. We'll, just build well that's, city. that's always been a question of mine. Why, why build next to a river? Right. Now, I, I understand the fertility purposes. Okay. We're talking about planting. Um, mm-hmm. Why build next to a river that you know is going to destroy your city eventually. It's going to happen. What? Why would you found an entire nation in Bingo. 1776 that you know it's going to be destroyed in 2040? Yeah, or, or whatever. Yeah. You know. Oh, okay. Or, or whatever. You were going all the way to 2040, well, but okay. <laughs> well, you know, the, it seems like the found the founders 
of whatever place they 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 see the signs of cataclysm and they're like well let's build on top of it and it seems like they do know that it's going to be washed away again well it's it's almost like they had a framework yeah oh definitely you know, well new, again new atlantis and i'm not i'm not i don't think i'm giving francis bacon too much credit i don't want to um but i think that well that wasn't know, his francis, alone by far no way. no no yeah. not at all not at all but I think Bacon was part of that group and, and, you know, part of some conglomerate in the know that had an idea of what came before and what was going to come and what they should or what they wanted to do. The New Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean they even write books about it, you know, the New Atlantis and stuff. So. They didn't build all that stuff in uh, Washington, D.C. in these geometric patterns on, uh, on accident. Right. No. no, they just accidentally built vagina streets and buildings. Yeah. Well, impl- oh, wait a minute. Implying that they did any building. <laughs> yeah. <It's- laughs> you know, it's the paranormies when you say implying to the <laughs> to the act of them actually doing any building compared to them building vagina streets. R- right. I mean, but yeah. <laughs> But but also, um, yeah, implying. <laughs> yeah, implying there wasn't already a city there. That's what I'm saying, dude. There's so many. There's there's so many things that were already here. You know, we the inheritors. The, the old world is not. You know, the new world is the old world. The old world is the old world. Everything is the old world. This cake has many right. layers. You know, and how do we know that? How do we know that? Some of these resets that have happened that haven't cre- that have created some of these layers, you know, because there's clearly like the mud floods and like the Phoenix events and that kind of stuff. Where, um, what was it the Carrington event that where the stuff come from the sky? Which one was the one where the stuff fell from the sky? Mm-hmm. The mud, yeah. Well, there there was the Carrington event, the stuff coming from the sky. I mean, that's that's happened throughout history, yeah. So, like, we you know, stuff has created these layers, so we're we're standing on top of many 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 layers and the underworld is definitely down there i mean even if you take at face value that elon musk and the boring company and all those other people the air force and their giant tunneling machines that that's if that's all they're doing they've been doing this for what 70 80 90 100 years so i mean they have those tunnel systems that have been going on for 100 years and whatever they did before that and then the 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 you should really be asking why he wants to have anything to do with boring. <laughs> why what? Dude, the boring companies, the yes. machines. Yeah, the wh- why? Those are like... Why? Yeah. Yeah. So if they're doing that, then what... From have what we s- know of the denizens of, let's say, the spiritual world, the underworld, the underdark whatever the dark elves the gnomes the cryptids bigfoot mm-hmm. everything what what is their play here are they working with them are they working against them is the are you talking about the like the proletariat clowns sure mm-hmm. i suppose they probably they well they probably have some kind of trade Right, so these people must be given opportunities to 
be the front of some kind of franchise, you know? So, you know, talking with, with Jason, he mentioned that the last cataclysm event was supposed to happen in 1902 and that you can see signs of it because of the aftermath, basically that, that all this wealth was unleashed, all the fortune 500 companies that we have now mm-hmm. existed and were, you know, made at that time. Oh, for Carnegie's, sure. The Rockefellers. For sure. All these companies that started back then are up. still around now. A lot of them are governments now. I mean, like, you know. So do you think these people are given basically, um, you know, they head these companies, um, you know, just, just like someone might get a person to front a company for affirmative action purposes. So, so are we saying loans, that the, but it's really someone else who owns the company. You know what I mean? Like, are we saying that the Duragar are behind the affirmative action push? <laughs> That's not exactly where I was going, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I, I don't mean, know about uh, that. I don't know about that. Well, in 1902, 1903, 1904, you see air conditioning, the radio, mm-hmm. um, heat, new heating units come out. Well, 1902, television. definitely that reset, and that 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 year is definitely uh, you know a thing. There's an event that happened there. I mean, Jason and the guys in Archaics talk about that all the time. Jason talks about it all the time. And what I mean, this technology in books, right? Like books probably that come up all the time, they would be saved underground, wouldn't they? You know, that's what you would, you and I would do if we could, if we knew that, you know, giant hailstones were going to, and brimstone was going to like fall from the sky, we would take all the most important things down underground. Mm-hmm. Sure. And they've been doing this for a very long time. Like I said, even if you only take even if you only take at face value, you know, that they have the boring machines and, and all, you know, the stuff that's going on right now, like the, the tech, this tech is fairly new and there's no way. Um, what was the, um, what were the agents that the movie, the movie that Jason was reviewed sort of or talked about that ended up talking about the men in black, the adjustment bureau, the adjustment bureau. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those, mm. yeah. And he talks about, the um, the agents from underground, the, the men in black being agents from the underground, um, and that well, that that there are agents from these underground civilizations living among us, or or occasionally, you know, coming up here to observe. Or those are the, would be like like the watcher types that you see in like the sci-fi. Yeah, the observers from Fringe. Yeah, yeah the observers well, from Fringe. What right, I right, right, right. what I really liked from Jason was his line says they're they're not called the deep state for nothing just because they're they're underground in the black ops sense. No, they're literally the deep state. Well, that's again, we talked about this when we did the Swiss episode that the CIA's headquarters is where? In Switzerland, where? Under Lake Geneva. Like underground, literally. Right. Like literally, yeah. Literally, literally a cartoon villain's entrance, right? A cartoon villain's lair's entrance. You can only get to it on a submarine in Switzerland. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so the deep state. Take a quick break before we. Swap yeah. gears into the men in black and sure. I was gonna just yeah. You're right. Yeah, that's cool. We can take oh, a break okay. right now. I'm gonna take a break now. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, yeah. What do we got for uh? What did we do? Dungeon synth. We went in a pool. What was it? You, when are you guys? When are you guys had a song? You guys pulled up or uh? Reinhardt, what was it? 
Sorry, I'm mute. Um, Grognak had something from Diablo, which was really good. Yeah, uh, that's the one. The Diablo Di- uh, yeah. dungeon synth. No, the, that's right. The Diablo. The uh, this. I don't know. This is a Diablo theme, but it's being done on mm-hmm. a classical guitar, and this is very cool. We'll listen sure. to this, and we'll be back.
great, everybody. We are back. This is still the Paranormies. I'm still Johnny with Reinhardt and Grognak. Uh, we are going deep underground, um, doing the underworld, talking about the connections to uh, places like Agartha, Shambhala, um, and the civilizations that possibly reside underneath our feet. Uh, what's that? Men's a Branson. Men, Menzo Baranzon, Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith, Agartha. You know. Yeah. But the men in black. All those, all those terms make sense mm-hmm. together. Sure. I guess. Um, but the men in black, right? The, 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 we, were, we were calling them the, uh, the observers in fringe, the watchers kind of, right? Those, those guys that show up at... Um, you, you you always hear stories about them showing up at like huge huge historical events. Yeah, they they show up at historical events, and they also show up too with uh, black eyed children. Yes, situations. Yes, that's that's one thing I wanted to ask you about, Johnny. What do you what do you think about that? Because they they show up at major events, but we can't really consider black eyed kids major happenings no not really not at all no i mean they're in people's houses yeah they, they show just, up they show up at they, people's houses and no that's not a major event i don't know how the black-eyed kids and the men in black tie in together but there may be different there may be different kinds of um uh different kinds of men in black you know so the A team, the B team. I mean, yeah, different you know, different branches, different divisions of but <laughs> kind of like, like cops. It's pretty funny like cops they actually, being put on traffic meter duty. I think it's funny they actually made a movie about it. They didn't make a movie, they made a series. They made a series with blockbuster actors, Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith, two of the greatest and the biggest actors in Hollywood, right? They turned it into a huge thing. With a spin off series and a television show and a cartoon. I mean it's yeah, it's it's a pretty big deal, <laughs> I would say. And I was I thought the most clever thing from that movie was the little blinky, the little blinky light. Oh, the flashy the, thingy. Yeah. 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 I mean. Oh, the think, memory eraser. You think that's a real thing? You think they could actually make something that does one hundred percent? But I think it's it's not a a device that can do that i think it's a ritual and especially when it comes to children i think we've seen that in oh the flashy the thing program yeah. yes yeah yes. i think we've seen that in the gate program mk ultra and uh, the kids are impressionable and mm-hmm. um they are susceptible as well so you can literally use a ritual like the blinky light and it'll work well, they, they show that a big part of that is that you give them some kind of missing memories back when you mm-hmm. talk to them for a minute, right? Right. It's every time like you talk to somebody about Gate, almost every time you talk to somebody about Gate or, or something like that, you trigger one of their, their repressed memories or something. Not every time, but a lot of times. You can When you really get yeah. into it with them, you know. Yeah. Repressed memories, coming up memories are always a massive thing. And... As far as my research in the occult goes, too, implanted memories are a huge portion of satanic ritual abuse, which is crazy to me. 
Like they have these methods of doing it and they overlap with MK Ultra. Now, have you ever heard of the occasions where the abductee is taken under deep uh, hypnosis and they recall seeing other people in their presence that they didn't originally remember because they're not as scary as right. the, the, the alien greys. So in some of these occasions, they say they also hear and see the voices uh, and people who are standing in the room on you know the exterior perimeters of the room are in an off-to-the-side spot where they're bearded white men. They look like the the Shimsuhar or something, you know what I mean? They look like the what? Like the shining ones. They look like like super pale white people with beards. Ah. Yeah. Things like that, you know? No, in these in these situations, yes, there are hundreds upon hundreds of people who have these these memories of being encapsulated, of being enraptured with people who they've never met. They've never met since. They've never learned their names. Um, but they were involved with them in this, quote, abduction scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and whoever these people were, they always, always, always were either white Aryans with blonde hair, blue-eyed, and nine-plus feet tall, gigantic, or insect insectoid. Well, there's people. the insectoid, then there's the reptoid. Mm-hmm. There's always it's 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 not always the same, and, and these people right. that are taken in and had these things done to them, um, abduct they have had these abductions done to them. I guess now, real quick, Johnny, the the number one thing, the Greys are always automatons. They're always acting like they're they're always servants, right? They're always, they never speak except for just a very basic telepathic sense, and then they act off of orders. Mm-hmm. But they're always taking orders from somebody else. It reminds me of the medical droid from Star Wars. To help lose Ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like when, if you, if you reach a super technological, you know, you're, you're past med beds, you've got to do like, you need, you need doctor, surgeon, robots, you know what I mean? Right. Maybe that's what the alien grades are. It's possible. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I've I've built many. Uh, I've worked on many a hospital. I've built a couple, and uh, they are all doing medical robots now, uh, surgical robots. So. Yeah, it's a big thing in all the shows and, and all the programs. On mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Man versus machine. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, but uh, well, I mean, if, if you can't. If, these beings aren't coming from space. Like we still have to recognize there is an abduction phenomenon, like no matter what. Right. And not only an abduction phenomenon, but also um, things happen while you're abducted. Uh, you know, implantations, implantations, implants, uh, surgical procedures, um, a lot of uh, fertility type uh, procedures. Um, to deal with like sperm and eggs and your ovaries and your, you know. No, well, you have women who carry a baby almost to full term and right. then they lose it. Right. It, goes, it yeah. just disappears. Yeah. Right. They And they remember losing it. Mm. They have another child mm-hmm. later on as well. Yeah. That... Go ahead. 
No, go ahead. I, was, I just said, yeah, I was agreeing. Yeah, they they have a child later on that displays incredible amounts of development at very, very young ages. Hmm. And they don't remember major portions of their pregnancy. Yeah, it's it's insane that, that a lot of these women share these exact same stories too. Where they were they a similar very similar story where they've had a pregnancy where they feel like they've had a pregnancy implanted. You know. Right. Um, and and then they lose the baby six, seven months into it, eight months into it. Well, there's a lot of old folklore about the theory. Children also who get abducted out of cribs and replaced by what they call changelings. Ah, uh, the changelings, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a whole, right. that's a whole other well, thing. Well, and, and that that doesn't end with children either. That could be full-blown adults, people near death. Um, sure. Well, what if that's right. the people wearing the mask, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, mm-hmm. the fucking terrible masks on? What if they're very pale-skinned, reptilian-looking underworld people? Yeah. I, I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think, I think the reptile aspect has very much to do with all of this personally. At least hmm. odd looking enough. They've got to put a human being mask on. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see, did you see where uh, Biden looked like he had a nebulizer on over, over his face for like oh all God. day? What the, that was horrible. What the, what the hell was that? Yeah, like, they, like they unplugged them five minutes ago. Yeah. Ugh. Five minutes before they run on stage. <laughs> Still has charger marks on his face. Damn it. I guess. Well, yeah, there's this, there's all the stuff with, um, what's his name now? I can't remember his name. David Ike. 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 He's been talking yeah. about this for years and years. David Ike? Yeah. So the, the serpent people are getting into that now. Yeah. Let's talk about the serpent people. Cause that's another one that, uh, people, people do, uh, bring up quite a bit with these, um, <clears throat> with these abductions is that they see the reptoids, the reptilians. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's talk about well, David Icke. <laughs> so with this serpent war thing, hang on, let me go to, the PDF page. It you know, it fits, in my opinion, mm. really well with the biblical account. Um, serpent people, Antarctica, Atlantis being a massive worldwide empire, right? Um, like Tartaria, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. even post-flood mm. empire. Mm. Um. But these serpent people show up always connected with people who come from the sky or people who come from, guess what? Below. The Abzu. The Abyss. Um, the Abyss always is equated with a prison. But also a kingdom. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a people who rule over a prison kingdom, essentially, in a lot of cultures. And... Apparently, you know, did you notice that the prefix "ab" is always like a very bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean to interrupt you, but what do you mean the prefix "ab" always means something bad? Like to abs- abstract to like, oh abscond. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ab, 
yeah, that comes from the Sumerian void. Mm. Abyss. Gotcha. Yes. Empty. Abyss. Gotcha. Yes. 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 Okay. I mm-hmm. understand now. Yes. Abaddon. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, yeah. Abaddon. Ugh. Prince of the Abyss. Um. Well, in in this, okay. I'll give the backstory that Johnny. This is the weirdest Jeffrey Tambor impersonator. Whoa. Ever. You know this guy, Maurice Doriel. Maurice Doriel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this guy, Maurice Doriel, just go and look him up. He started a cult in the 30s, 40s, etc. Somewhere around there. Um, was a big fan of Theosophy, Blavatsky, and claimed to have visited Tibet in the 1940s mm. and was taken underneath Lhasa, 70, 75 miles, mm. to Shambhala. Believed uh-huh. that he could recreate the underworld empire on the surface. Hmm. Now, the history that he was told was that the Atlantean whites, as in blonde hair, blue eyed, made war with the serpent people of Lemuria or Mu. That would be in, and those of you who've read James Churchward's works, that'd be Mu, the 64 million. Nakal people mm. who became the Naga of India. Right. Became the Naga, pe- so right, the Naga you, people. You kind of see a clash there, right? Mm. <laughs> really weird clash. Um, I don't know what happened here, but serpent people seem to pop up over and over and over again when it comes to inside the earth cultures especially when it comes to coming back up. Like, they want to retake this Earth. Hmm. Well, why would you want to retake it now? Have you seen this place? It's really gay. Right. Extremely gay. Apparently, their homeland is on the Antares of the Pleiades. Oh, boy. Why are we doing that? Leave there and come here. Yeah, are we going to do that? Are we going to do that one? I don't think we're going to do that. <laughs> it's pretty funny. There, there are other places of retreat. Mm. I guess their vacation homes are number one, the Gobi Desert. Number two, the Atlas Mountains of North Africa. So Mauritania as mm. well. Mm. Uh, the Yucatan. Number three. Number four. Let's see. Oh, sorry. Number four, the Northwest Territory of Canada, so the Arctic Circle. Mm. Number five, the Hearts Mountains of Germany. Number six, within Mount Shasta in California. Number seven, Lhasa. Hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mount Shasta. There's one. Um, that's another one that's uh, got a lot of a lot of disappearances and weird stuff going on up there. Yeah, I. I don't think we can deny there's weird stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. A lot of sightings. Um, well, what else we got? What else we got here? Um, with, with this, let's get more into this. This uh, 
the well the reptiles, the reptilians, reptoids. They are the uh, how many races do they say live underground? <laughs> according to according to this uh, according to well according to archaics, Grognak, what is he saying? Now there are what does he call them? The people that the people that uh, we we exchange information with. What does he call them? Grognak. Sir. Reinhardt? Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I was by myself here for a minute or whatever. Grognak's on mute. Okay. I don't know. He must have the kobolds going on. Um, He said BRB. So, what what are we looking at? Um, We were talking about, I was talking about the the reptoids, the reptilians, the. uh, Yes. The different different species of aliens that live underground, the ones that we exchange information with that give Mm. us. Give us our, uh, give us our military technology and whatever, right? I oh, forgot so, what archaic so, talk called them. I forget as well, but as far as my research goes, they're always the Nordics. Mm. Always, okay. It's always the nine, ten, eleven foot, super tall, blonde hair, blue eyed guys, and everybody else is a servant or an enforcer. Um. That's one thing that I found recently is the like insectoid reptilian mm-hmm, mm-hmm. folk. They tend to be enforcers, um, which was a super strange thing to listen to. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, but as far as mythology and history goes, how it kind of blends into that too, there's the dark elves literally dark-skinned elves, so fair folk, but maybe dark-skinned or just simply evil. Hmm. (laughs) We can take that as. Um, (laughs) Dwarves, gnomes, little people. Right. Those have always been associated with deep places. Dwarves especially. Dark places of the earth. Yep. Elves, too. I mean, elves don't always just live in the woods. Right. Right. And actually, one that may be an unpopular opinion: Bigfoot, giants. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't have a problem with that one. I mean, uh, totally, uh, Bigfoot could be underground. Yeah, I mean he he can travel in so many cases that I've heard over the years. Bigfoot can travel in an instant. Oh, Lovelock Cave, dude! Like you know, giants. Yeah, giants. They're they're not only human from one parent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they have another parent that has other capabilities so what can they do yeah you know um it's possible and again we have caverns throughout the earth that skirt the surface mm-hmm. we know that all the way from let's say turkey to china to um Edinburgh, Scotland, and above, up to the Orkney Islands. So we we know that there are caverns that skirt underneath the very surface of where we walk. So there are caverns and chambers even deeper right. underneath the earth. And like I said, in my opinion, hell is down there. Sure. Abzu is down there sure whatever much it is. farther whatever it is down there yeah however yeah far it is. whatever it is the what is it the nine levels of hell 
Uh, yeah, whatever Dante or yeah. whoever. I right, view right. Dante kind of like Plato. Oh, okay. Yeah. That he might not even be real. Yeah. I I just Yeah. Well, um, getting back to the, the the different things that are found underneath there. Now, dwarves are always dwarves are always found underground. That's kind of like pretty standard. The mines of Moria, you know, in in Tolkien's uh, in Tolkien's books. Um, but as far as like in, you know, in reality, um, you know, there's been there's been tales of people running into dwarf-like creatures underground in caves and stuff for, you know, all over the place. So. Yeah, some of them seem well-protected and and well, well well-known. Yeah. Other ones are just, like, caves that people wander into, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, how how would you, yeah, I mean, I guess you would just kind of wander in and and boom, there there they are, I guess, right? Um, But Or a volcano. Volcanoes? Yeah, some people go down volcanoes. That's what they did in Journey to the Center of the Earth. No, I was talking about like running into we're, we're talking about running into dwarves. Like where oh. you would, Yeah. Yeah, I think you missed part of what I was saying. Yeah, they're talking about running into like where you would run into uh Home Depot. Yeah. Let's just <laughs> squat them. Let's just squat them all in though. Yeah, so not really well, weren't dwarves blamed for a recent landslide in Switzerland? What? Okay, recent as in like really? five or six years ago. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, here. Um, let's see. It's interesting to say the least that that's something. Gnome's Swiss landslide. Let's see here. It's pretty crazy. They're blaming it on gnomes. Well, they mentioned there was a mountain slide in okay. Switzerland. Oh, okay. And like, they say was, that this mountain I was about to be like easy there, Kanye. was inhabited oh, by gnomes. Right. I was about to be like, easy there, Kanye. It was gnomes. It was gnomes. It was gnomes. I'm not going to tell you the race the people that ran off of my pancakes. It, it was gnomes. Yep, there it is. Yeah. Brienne's. 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 Hmm. Everybody knows gnomes don't live underground. They live in your garden. They live in the tree in your front yard. They live under the earth, and then they come up and possess the gnome statue that is in your garden. Well, there you go. So gnomes are yeah, gnomes are not just in your garden. They're they're. You guys seen the videos? that people have been posting recently of like gnomes and like weird little, weird little creatures running, like running away in their backyard and whatever. I have seen those. What do you think? So people think, wonder if they're co- just cobras and it's really like shitty. Can't see it. Sh- sh- shitty yeah, videos I- of snakes. How can they be snakes if they're running away with two legs? Yeah, I didn't get that. Mm. Well, they're always like, not very good quality, right? I mean, it still could be AI, but yeah. Mm. 
Could be. But I I fully believe in little people. They exist. And, and not just Peter opinion. Dinklage. No, not just Peter Dinklage. I love Peter Dinklage, though. He's my favorite little He's actor. He's great. He's my he favorite really little is. actor. He really is. But, um, no, I, I, I do, too. I mean, like, there's there's something that I've been seen throughout history. You know, everybody has, you know, there, there's different legends, no matter what continent you're on. There's legends of the little people, the garden gnomes yeah. or the or the tree gnomes or wherever they're from, right? Well, they always have this underground, <laughs> no pun intended, mm-hmm. underground knowledge that the rest of us don't. The rest of humanity needs them for as well. So I think there's something there with the the life-giving serpent, the Prometheus mythology. Oh, yes, the serpent. Now, that's another thing that ties in a lot to the underworld is the serpent. And dragons. And, and dragons. Yeah. We, we, what we are respect? dragons if not big serpents? Big serpents. Chinese dragons are nothing but long serpents. Mm-hmm. Long legged serpents. <laughs> Legs that go all the way up. I mean, I guess. <laughs> little short legs, <laughs> little short stubby legs, but yeah. Um, so yeah, what about the what about the serpents, the underground serpent stuff? Well, so we've talked about the the serpent people of Mu or Lemuria mm-hmm. before. And by the way, anybody who hasn't read James Churchward, go read James Churchward. Yeah. Lost Continent of Mu, Children of Mu, Sacred Symbols, great books. Um, anyways, the people known as the Nakal mm-hmm. were called serpent folk. But you see a connection with the serpent through human genetics all the way from what we call Britain mm-hmm. down into Armenia and the Near East all the way to India and to South America. Okay. So there's there's a mixing of serpent and human qualities throughout all of these cultures and mm-hmm. they manifest themselves in different ways. Right. They have they have characteristics like well, being a giant, <laughs> um having those scales, having the eyes. Obvious characteristic. Um, yeah, right. Um but some of them like Quetzalcoatl, you know, having blonde hair and white feathers, probably white hair, right? Sure. Blonde, all um, right, yeah. Yeah, blonde, white, um, something like that. So there, there ends up being then a serpent characteristic in their magic. Mm. Because in these post-cataclysm, babble, whatever you want to call it, religions, there ends up being a serpentine quality to alchemy in these religions. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? I, I agree. Absolutely. There's, there's always serpent iconology and, and I mean, everywhere in, in alchemy yeah. and, um, you know, you, and on, uh, 
standards like flags and banners and stuff. There's there's dragons and and serpents and you know. Actually, that that brings up a question. What do you what do you think about Martin's uh, hypothesis that the dragon is an EMF like electrical power? symbol a representation not an actual animal but a representation of electricity yeah i mean both yeah i was just saying porque no los dos yeah but yeah it totally could be i mean i don't see why not uh electricity kind of represents knowledge too doesn't it yes when someone has a good idea the representation of a good idea is a fucking light bulb Mm -hmm. right <laughs> well, that's the entire thing. Yeah. That's in my opinion the entire concept. Porque no los dos, there could be serpent literal serpent stuff going on, but right. you have this influx of knowledge mm-hmm. both pre and post cataclysm. So, light bulb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't I don't disagree, you know. Um, but well, how, yeah. Which cataclysm are you talking about? Pre and post cataclysm. Which one? Okay the the main one that reset like everything. Mm. But which one? Four thousand. Which one? Ish years ago. Yeah, no. Which <laughs> there's yeah. so many. To, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a couple, man. There's a couple. Okay, the one that was like worldwide. As far as we know, the, the, well, if you consider the fall of man the biggest one, that was Genesis. Then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay, that was that was definitely the biggest. Fair enough, but I'm not going to preach on the show. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, but there's dude, there's so much there's so much stuff to cover. This book is this book is actually there's a lot of cool stuff in there. I mean, there's so, and all, of course, I have the uh, the Kingdom of Agartha book. I have uh, another book on Shang- Shambhala, um, in my 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 shelf of flat Earth slash uh, conspiracy slash what the hell else is on this shelf? Yeah, this is the one that's got um, all my Giants books, my Lost Civilization stuff. Um, yeah, the Kingdom of Agartha, Hollow Planets by John Lamprecht. Man, that was such a good series. You guys remember that? Oh man, yeah. I miss him. Subterranean Worlds, Arctos, Arctos, uh, the the polar myth in uh, science symbolism and Nazi survival. Arctos is a good one too. Um, and then there's another uh, I'm, dude. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight different books on Hollow Earth. And in the the flat, you know, not the flat, but the um, the underworld stuff. Eight different books to get into with this. So there's a lot of information. Also, don't forget a lot of these lost civilizations probably ended up down there. The people that when they made their exodus before the cataclysm, you know, they ended up in these underground cities or civilizations, or even post. Yeah, all those ones in Turkey too. Mm-hmm. They're like 50 yeah, Cappadocia, mm-hmm. yeah. Cappadocia, yeah. Cappadocia is one that that, that comes up a lot. Yep. And they have tunnels that reach all the way to the Orkney Islands Mm. at the top of Scotland. Mm. So, yeah, it wasn't just Elon Musk, and it's not recent. Not at all. Um, No, and it never was. No, 
It never was. What else do we want to talk about with this stuff? I know you, you, there's there's a bunch of stuff in the notes that we're not going to get to, but... Um, do you want to touch on Dr. Robert Lear real quick? Yeah, Dr. Robert Lear. Uh, he was the guy... He's... Uh, Roger Lear, excuse me. He talks about abduction experiences, um, and he, he does alien implant removal surgeries. And then... Um, I don't know how recent. Okay, so this is 2006. This was a long time ago, actually. That he was near uh, Area 51 and saw a bunch of these war game exercises where things were coming in and out from underground. Um, I mean, it's in my opinion. As soon as you start talking about Area 51, my eyes glaze over, and I was like, "Oh boy, here we go, Bob Lazar." You know, he seems to me to be like one of those. Um, he seems to believe what he's saying. You know, I mean, he sounds like he does. He doesn't sound like a Doctor Stephen Greer type, who is who is clearly a disinformation agent. Like like see, uh, him and yeah. who's the guy with the big forehead? His forehead keeps getting bigger. What's his name? Oh, Cock Swin. What's his name? Something. He's got something like something to do with genitalia in his head. Yeah, Cox. Yeah, yeah. You, you're you're almost there. We always forget a stupid name. But this guy, so he's interesting because he started out as a podiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> He was a foot doctor out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, he like yeah. fell into this. Right, right. So tell us, tell me a little bit about him. Well, that. if you're if you're not familiar with this guy's story, yeah, he's taken out foreign objects and you know people. He's he basically developed a reputation really quick for finding things in people that you know where they couldn't find, figure out what elements were in them. Um, a lot of the people that came to him, they moved around inside of like under the flesh and stuff where, you know, they shouldn't be able to do that, obviously. Um, so, you know, he removed a bunch of them and it took him a while to figure out the best ways to do it. He had to like, these things are in little, like, like sacks, like embryonic sacks almost of their own. Like they, they, and right, they right. when you expose them to air and stuff, they would, they would like be, they would become destroyed or something. Like you said, they were really hard to cut open, and once you did, and you exposed them um, to uh, outside of the body that they were in, then they would like expire, die, somehow. basically. So they so basically, um, the tracking devices from the Matrix, like serious biotech, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except, except they didn't move quite as quickly, yeah. Right, and he said you, he would be literally doing surgery, and they would move away from the scalp, the scalp. Mm-hmm. Very strange, very crazy. Um, I don't know, man. A lot of his stories, a lot of his stories. Okay, first of all, it was on coast to coast, so it's like, oh boy, right off the bat. Yeah, but you know, some of, some people who've been on on our show have been on coast to coast. Quite a few people okay. who've been on our show right. have been on coast to coast. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not poo pooing any, you know, anybody that goes on coast to coast. What I'm saying is, it's coast to coast, and a lot of times the people, especially well, people who are regulars on coast to coast, are likely disinformation agents. Oh um, yeah, they have like the NASA people. Yeah, the NASA people, the shills, all of the shills, right? The uh, yeah, but he doesn't seem like necessarily a shill, like a like he's a repeated guest. Uh, I don't think Art actually believed a lot of the stuff he said. It didn't seem like anyway. Yeah. It was like well, art. It was like art. Almost was like, well, you're kind of contradicting stuff that one of my other experts has already talked about, so I can't believe that. You know. Well, in, one, well, in one part, he mentions Lear mentioned that these things give off a uh, like their a frequency, um, 
Yeah, frequency. And he even told him like what he wrote it down. Stuff. Yeah, he wrote it down. <laughs> right. He seemed really interested in it. And like, I, he, apparently, he's like, I can't believe you didn't follow up on that. I know people who who could have. No, he no, time. he's the one. He's like, he's like, if I was there and I had, if I was there with my receiver, I'm really. I guess Art Bell's really into like radios and frequencies and stuff. I guess he could. Yeah. He could have recorded it and translated it through the frequency and found out what was being said. I guess. So he claims, but yeah, pretty interesting work altogether. Because I mean, he seems like he's a nobody for the most part. Yeah, I don't work. think he's. I don't think he's a. I mean, he could be again. Then again, dude, like who the- he wrote a book that says UFOs don't exist, right? Which is not like what they want to put out there. Like the the alphabet agencies seem to want you to think that UFOs come from space, and he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, they people are getting abducted. I'm finding this shit in them, but you know, his his opinion is closer to ours. I haven't read his book, but I mean to. <laughs> yeah, but also, I mean, he he talks about how the aliens and, and whatever we consider aliens and whatever are uh, do come from under the ground as opposed to out, outer space. Um. And that's another thing, you know, um, that's why the space deception is so important. Keeping you focused on out there when actually it's down there. Classic, yep. classic sleight of hand. Yep. Right? yep. 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 Look over here when you know, misdirection, classic misdirection play. I mean, we don't explore the ocean. We don't explore anything down below. Uh, they've, they've made caving and spelunking and that kind of stuff. Very, uh, very much um they made a lot of scary movies about a lot of scary movies about that's what i'm saying yeah that's what i was trying to say it's scary movies <laughs> yeah. so you know they, they like, in, like in truman show right yeah dude yeah they, they make it so you don't want to do any of that kind of stuff you can't go down there and and again you know some of that probably is very dangerous to be honest so. oh sure yeah you know, I get very claustrophobic watching those mining videos. Oh, someone might do too. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> and like, my wife's like, "What are you doing?" I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching a video on my phone. Like, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm sitting on the couch next to her. I'm like breathing heavy. What's the matter? I'm watching this money. She's like, "You're a retard. Stop watching that." <laughs> and I'm not really claustrophobic because, like, I will, like, I'll crawl. I, you know, when I when I did some. Resident, I don't like doing residential, but um, uh, but I've done you know residential side jobs and stuff where I've had to crawl under houses, but uh, I, I, it doesn't bother me. I'm not, I don't get claustrophobic and air, you know, and like ducting under houses and attics and that kind of stuff in small spaces and that kind of stuff. No, but but the mind, you know, when where like you can like have all the water in the world just and you're drowned, or all the or all the rocks just crush you to death, or you're stuck and you can't get out. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. freaking. I'm, I'm in. Like I'm that in story the about that guy who like pinched his arm in the rock chasm and had to cut it off with his. 128 hours or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wasn't that Christian Bale? Was that Christian Bale? It had to be Christian Bale. And I remember they made a movie about it though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Christian Bale. Oh boy. Well. Uh. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Christian Bale. Yeah, he cut his arm off, and that's what it was called. Um, well, one thing I've got to scratch off my list—I've mm-hmm. got to do a sewer exp- exp- 
expedition at some point. I really oh, dude, the sewer stuff. The yeah. Um, no one's going to stop me. Take a case of dynamite. Yeah, it was 127, not 128 hours. 127 hours. It was James Franco. It wasn't. It wasn't Christian Bale. No. Uh, no whatever. Another. Another guy. Another Hollywood. Yeah. He's like. He's like a Pete Davidson. Like, I don't know why he's. I don't know why he's an actor. Like Jewish. he's not funny. He's Jewish. Yeah. yeah. He's Jewish. Um. Who else is Jewish? Handsome Truth. How is that? How are these people? Dude, how are these people fucking? I, I don't know. I, I don't understand how people are still falling for how people are still falling for cartoon neo Nazis in, oh, in 2023. I don't, I, I don't know, dude. Like at, at this point in the game, like you know, we I did the thing. Come on, I was the guy that did the Sig Heils at the end of the of, of the Adios Mijeneral on the old. I think the Pride Show is keeping it floating. What's honest. that? I think the the Pride Month stuff is keeping it floating. It's gaslighting a lot of those kids. It really is. So it's something to be angry about all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. It gives them something to be angry about, and then you can all the time. Then you show them cool Hitler memes. You know, when they see the cool Hitler memes, that's like what they're you know they're all. I don't know. Whatever. Not that yeah. Hitler's not cool. Not that Hitler's not cool. Look at me. You know. Well, he's probably underground. <laughs> he's probably down below now. Mm. I mean, you know, he, he probably didn't shoot himself in the in the in the Brian. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, he did not. He did not no kill himself. Absolutely not. Yeah, no. well, I bet there. I bet that bunker of theirs went deep. That's all I'm saying. Then what about the bunker? It went deep. Oh yeah, absolutely. All the bunkers went deep. Hey, did you know yeah. that? Did you know that Greta Thunberg went and met with uh, Zelensky today? Speaking of bunkers, child speaking of bunkers, she still looks like. I'm well, she's like the neck is longer and longer. That's a dude. It's just, that's a dude. It's homunculus. It's homunculus. I guess. So. <laughs> uh, there's a melted pyramid Clark, in Dashur. Did you know about this melted pyramid in Dashur, Egypt? No. Yeah. There is a melted pyramid in Dashur, Egypt. I will post link to the tweet. Hmm. In in the uh in the prep chat. It's pretty cool. But man, there's so much there's so much weird stuff out there. You know how like, you know, like your your uh your TikTok, your YouTube, your Twitter, your Facebook, your other whatever other uh socials that you have are are curated algorithms, right? Right? Am I am I right? So, um uh, I see a lot of flat earth fake space stuff on my Twitter. Um, I see a lot of that because, because the paranormies have a Twitter again, which is awesome. It's our old Twitter, you know, so. Yeah, it's getting popular. It's trendy. That's cool. It's definitely getting popular. That's like the whole, like, that's why they want to ban TikTok because there's like two and a half billion hits on flat earth. I'm like, well, 
They're not going to ban TikTok. All they, the only thing they're not going to ban TikTok. They're, they're taking up your time. They're not going to ban TikTok because the thing is, is the TikTok that we are sent is the TikTok that is intended for Americans. The TikTok that they get in China is doesn't have all the shit and the influencer stuff and the fighting and the knockout game and all the all the tranny stuff and yeah, no. Um I mean it's it's a, they don't care what you're watching. They really don't. Right. But no, what I'm saying, the TikTok that they get in China is all nationalistic and uplifting and educational and and positive and the stuff that they send us is the trash you know obviously and it's done it's a psyop it's clearly a psyop it's a it's a demotivational um a de-radicalizing psyop is what tiktok and these social medias are and what i find hilarious by the way what i find before we get out of here what i find hilarious about the supreme court decision is the amount of accidental racism and not accidental but the amount of the racism that's being shown by the fucking libtards Oh, people being like, we all know blacks can never get. They're like they're saying the quiet part. Yeah, it's like this Erica March bitch. Today's Supreme Court decision is a direct attack on black people. No black person will be able to succeed in a merit based system. No black person will succeed in a merit based system. Will be able to succeed in a merit based because said it, buddy. You right. So what do you mean by that? What did she mean by that? Hmm. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Lots to go to Underworld College. Yeah, it's crazy. So. Do you think they have gay shopping malls down there too? Like Targets? Gay gay shopping malls down there? Yeah. Are they, are they as awful as ours? Do you think they have nice ones? I don't know that they have shopping malls. I think that they might, they might, I don't think they have shopping malls. Of course they do. No, I don't want to be like a shopping mall. Like we have probably have whole emporiums and and like places to go see plays. Maybe doubt it though. You've seen some of those mega bunker videos, right? People have like whole complexes into their houses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen them. Yeah. Probably have their own sports teams. They might. I mean, they might. If there's like a whole civilization and stuff down there, then then probably. So. Yep. Well. I, I mean, guess the next uh, the next step is visiting, right? Yeah, and somehow <laughs> getting down there. But, like that's the thing is, you're not going to be guys. able to get down there. You, you can't get down to where they are. You can't get down to where they're at. We'll try. I mean, I saw those pictures of the ones that have like the big Masonic gates over the like the entrances. Of course they do. Go. Of course they do. We'll take some rip saws down there and here we go. Some what rickshaws? Ripsaws. Oh, ripsaws. I thought you were talking about doing like some big trouble in little China type stuff. That's a hollow earth movie. Yeah, it is actually. And so is so is the Golden Child. The Golden Child, they went you know, they went into the they went into the mountain in the Himalayas and they went under the earth. They went down, you know, the dragon lady. You never saw the Golden Child? Eddie was one of Eddie Murphy's one of my favorite Eddie Murphy movies from the eighties, dude. What's it called? The Golden Child. No, now I'll have to find it. 
Eddie Murphy. He likes trans people. Who does? Eddie Murphy? Yeah, absolutely he does. <laughs> How come he's not parading around? Eddie Murphy? Well, because he did the bit. He got busted and he he was, you know, he was outed. He was outed. And then it happened as, again. As a trainee, yeah. And then it happened again. And then it happened. Well, that's the thing. I always joke around. I was like, look, Eddie, you know, you can say, um, you could say, uh, you know, you, you know, you don't like trannies, and you get caught the first time. You're like, "Ooh, it was an accident! Holy shit, I didn't know that was a dude." The second time, you're like, "Dude, that's hella sus." The third time, just admit it, bro. You like, you like dudes with tits, you know? Just admit it. Like, and and then the thing that comes out, you you see in the transvestigation channels all the time, is that, uh, is that uh, Eddie Murphy's, uh, you know, FTM. Mm. Mm. They burned down the most extensive library in Roselle today. Who did? The migrants. Oh, France is done, dude. France is like, France is fucking toast right now. France is literally toast. Yeah. Like, like, they've been on fire for like a month. Literally toast. Right. But they're they're really like toast like there are like right well right now well they're having they're having like a war in london uh like migrants are chasing each other around with 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 machetes and swords they're having like gang fights in in the park in london but in in uh in france dude in france it's like it's terrible man it's like literal war like fires and um the fucking terrible amounts of fires and looting and they're they're trashing police stations and you you get what you fucking deserve dude you know and they're like oh we think there might be too many migrants there might be too many migrants you think none none of the people who are getting the backlash like the citizens are the people who made the decisions to get those people there you know yeah like even the bleeding heart liberals like weren't shown the same animals that actually came into the country in, in the brochures you know right so like, it's sad to see there's all these videos come out like it shows kids getting snatched out of doorstops and stuff. It's like, how much for how much longer can this really go on before these people start fighting back? You know, right? You can only push French people around so much. Like they usually they usually get something going. They get a lot of soccer hooligans there. <laughs> like it's just like I don't know how much can you fuck with these people. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> on that note, on that note, we are going to get out of here. Um, we're, we're there's so so much more stuff to cover with this if we wanted to. There's, I mean, you can go in depth onto like just Agartha itself, just uh, the different layers. Um, anyways, we'll maybe do that again one of these days. But we are going to get out of here, and there will be a creepy pasta after this. Uh, we'll see you live on Tuesday for the Nationalist Inquirer over on Pilled La- D Live and Odyssey, and you can now catch our replays um, also on Odyssey. We're going to start posting stuff up there as well, as besides on the RSS and the website. Um, yeah, go check out the video we did with Martin Ledecky. You can see the pictures. There's some pretty cool pictures that he's got. Apparently, the um, Perseus and the Gorgon is uh, an AI picture, or I don't know. 
It's not real. I don't know, that rack don't look real, right? <laughs> Anyways, we are going to get out of here. And we'll see you later. Time travel makes you gay. Countless times now, Griffin had gone over the chemical composition. His great-grandfather of the same name was a genius that the world was not ready for in his time. Though he had set a precedence for scientific discovery, his infamy would bury his conquest for scientific pursuit. The legend came shortly after the rumors left the small rural communities surrounding London at the turn of the century. It had been over a hundred years since the Invisible Man had given his decree to the people. Unbeknownst to the people in these small hamlets, Griffin had left behind the love of his life in the enveloping in his work. His bloodline continued, and generations later, a stocky, brilliant albino boy named Gavin consequently, and perhaps by chance of destiny, had followed in his great-grandfather's conquest for greatness. The journals of Jack Griffin had long been lost by a tramp whom Griffin had taken under conspiratorial actions. It was a tragic fate that surrounded the entire ordeal. But one of humanity's greatest scientific achievements was squandered by the brash and inaccurate actions of both London and Griffin himself. When Griffin made himself invisible, he was unable to undo the process. The transition was wholeheartedly a spiritual, alchemical one, as much as tangible. The facts and details had devolved into myths and magic, and the destruction Griffin had wrought multiplied ten times in ten years as every bum and harlot in London made a claim for victimhood. The pure, chemical, scientific discovery that was made turned into a fable of witchcraft and superstition. Thankfully, decades of disengagement brought the value of the precious works of Griffin back to the hands that yearned for them the most, his own kin. It took years to track them down, but at least he had the old tattered pages in his own hands. Gavin's lips curled up at the corners just like the pages of the journal as his grin took on a devious faculty. He knew his legacy was rife with an expectation of greatness. There was an ambition in him that he knew could not be quelled by the years which separated him and his predecessor. It didn't take as long as he had figured it would to collect the necessary agents for his concoction. Most of the elements were components required for commercial engagement, and his own oddity as an albino was something that could only be obtained by entities outside himself. Fate. Fate and cyclical providence brought Gavin the same condition so important to his great-grandfather. There was an important composition in his skin which only required the reworking of his blood cells themselves, an aptitude of mutagenics which the journals helped tie together. After altering the composition of the red blood cells, the process for disposition and diffusion began. The actual effect was somewhat similar to the invisibility granted to a jellyfish submerged in water. The diffusion process itself was painful, 
and Gavin's skin felt like it was aflame. The serum went through his veins and bleached his red blood cells. He felt like he was dying. It was like a baptism in fire. And the pain, the pain brought him to a blackout, and when he awoke, he was blinded by the lights around him. He was lying in his bed. His eyes were closed, he was sure, but he could see through his eyelids. Gavin brought his hands over his face and felt his eyelids and eyelashes. He saw no fingers, just the bright lights of the ceiling lamp. He had a greater range of perception with his eyes now wide open, but everything was so bright. He stumbled to his feet, dizzy and bewildered by the immediate effect of diffusion. It worked. It truly worked, and it took his imagination soaring immediately. How had such secrets of nature sat bygone, caked in dust and cobwebs for over a century? Disbelief sat atop the wild array of emotions that washed over Gavin. He could not see himself in the mirror before him, and no sign of a human being was in front of him at all aside from his clothing. He immediately stripped his remaining garments off to stand stark and naked before the mirror. He was now invisible. He was the invisible man. The only one. The only one who would continue the work his destiny brought before him. Now the world will learn what it is to fear, he said aloud, and intrigued by his own words spoken from his missing reflection. He was well acquainted with the philosophy that Jack Griffin held in his last days. His quest for great abilities left a diminished perspective on the ability for an invisible man to live within the confines of society. No invisible man could gain or even appreciate the procurement of wealth. What could money even bring him? There is nothing he would buy that he could not now take, and those things he could take, they seemed so frivolous. Superfluous gains were not what drove Gavin to these ends in the first place. Legacy had. Griffin had the unfortunate role of casting the mold. He would be remembered as the genius who set this in motion, but Gavin would be the one who would accelerate this momentum. He read the diaries of Kemp, the colleague who had betrayed his great-grandfather in his conquest. When Griffin had gone to his old friend and colleague for rest and respite, he turned him into the police. Driven mad by this final betrayal, Griffin vowed that Kemp would be the first victim of the Invisible Man. He would set a precedent for all London to acknowledge. The true value in his ability was in the act of murder. The story went that he had been mad, with murder on his mind like that of a criminal, these were shallow perspectives for men who never flew so close to the sun. Those who were short-sighted could not understand the ability to put forth a new reckoning over mankind. The truly evil and corrupt would need to fear the invisible man, not common folk who passed each other by in good graces, tipping their hats and saying, Good day, sir. Fine weather for justice today. Those that were meant to meet their fate with the invisible hands would be the normally untouchable. 
those who made themselves above the law. Judges, politicians, corrupt members of parliament. Yes, this was a great vision. Truly, the only thing an invisible man was good for was assassination. The overwhelming predation that swelled up in Gavin even now bolstered his choices. He was a god. Unseen and unencumbered by the world he was now detached from, the Invisible Man stalked his first victim. The British Parliament would now function as intended, for the people. He prepared for this his entire life. His body was acclimated to cold temperatures, and he made his body a temple. A shrine for the spirit which he considered himself empowered by. Gavin Griffin walked barefoot in the muddy puddles. The rain splashed off his shoulders, and he watched a strange outline of himself in the windows of the townhouse in front of him. He slipped in effortlessly. He climbed a trellis to the second-floor balcony of a large home before him and opened the patio door. He was offended by the ease with which he violated the grounds of his victim. They will learn soon enough. A large grin spread across his own face and he stumbled then, only for a moment. Consciously, though not physically, with the idea that his axe would go entirely unnoticeable, just as his wide grin was to the pale moonlight. His voracious barbarity would be his calling card. It had to be. He slipped into the dark manor as a ghost. Only a silver cord wound in loops oak gave a sparse glint in the darkness when caught in the light. He made it to the bedroom of his first victim. A wealthy bureaucrat who pushed for the sexualization of children through the school boards. One of the many heads of the Hydra. As such... He may end up taking this head with many left to sprout in their place, but he had hoped that meant he would start finding them too terrified to sleep. No need to explain anything to him, he thought. The message is for the others. He knelt down over the man and extended his hands crossways over his neck, pulling the garrote in his hands tight. It took moments to saw through tissue and bone alike, leaving no time at all for the helpless, wretched man to react except to reach up and grab hold of his arms. The corded muscles of the invisible man immensely bearing down upon him, and he saw the ceiling of his bedroom and felt his head roll back and away. Gavin watched the moment of triumph as the man's head rolled off the bed and onto the floor. He could see himself now in traces, splattered with the blood of his first victim. He got up and stood in front of the mirror, looking at the bloody torso of a specter in front of him. He reached out and pressed his hand against the glass, leaving the imprint on the mirror. Do you see me? Gavin walked out into the cool night air, and he left no trace behind when he fled. The rain bounced off him and cleansed the blood of his first kill. And finally... A hundred years later, fate brought the world the guillotine that it needed so badly, and he would be that blade. The Invisible Man was back. Mm -hmm.